everyone and welcome we are random encounter productions i'm cody stone with me tonight we have matthew and i'm playing clever stitch the tabaxi arcane archer beep, beep, beep. me yeah you yes you <laughs> okay hey i'm cole and i'm playing olarun the asmr hexblade warlock paladin Hi, I'm Megan, and I'm playing Sarai Landir, the Eludrin Glamourbard. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sarak, the Arakakra Horizon Walker Ranger. Hi, I'm Carlos, I'm playing Thosin Fahrenheit, the Half-Orc Tiefling Forge Cleric. Very cool. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. Um, so this is Disasters in Danger. This is our D&D 5e High Fantasy uh, game set in our very own homebrew world. We're going to dive into that in just a minute. Um, hmm. We are supposed to be doing a giveaway, uh, but we have one more Monday, so we're pushing it to next week. We're pushing ah. it, people. Yeah, we teased you I with guess it. I guess people just good. have to come back next week. Uh, I guess they do. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so next week we will be giving, we will be doing our Norse Foundry giveaway, uh, in which we give away a um, compass. We've got a compass from Norse Foundry. They are our sponsors for uh, Disasters in Danger this year. <clears throat> we do a giveaway for them once a month. But we started last week. We did a patch giveaway. Um, one of our limited edition infinite storyteller patches that was a um, produced exclusively for the Kickstarter. We made 300. Those are the 300 that are ever going to get made of that design. No more. That is it. Done. So, uh, if you would like those, we're going to put them on the store eventually. But for now, we're just doing them as like promos, giveaways, things like that. Um, we are also working on a bunch of new pin designs. If you follow us on the social medias, if you follow us on TikToks, um, Caitlin is currently working her way through the Mighty Nine, um, which are looking really phenomenal. She's learning some new skills uh, as she continues to design, to design her way through those. I believe uh, she just Only finished four and not. Uh, yeah. Yasha... Um, I think the only ones left are, who is it, Caleb and, and Caduceus? Uh, she got Caleb. Oh, she did. Bo. Bo. A Bo, yeah. Mm. Caduceus and Bo, I think, are the only mm -hmm. ones that she hasn't gotten yet. Yep. Correct. <clears throat> so we don't have a Kickstarter yeah. for those, uh, but we'll, what we might do is try to do like a pre-order drive um, for those, oh, yeah. maybe offer like a special, special pricing for them. Um, so if if you are interested in those do keep your eyes out for those and then uh i think we might be we might be filling out the rest of the um the awesome alignment chart maybe because chaotic adorable is is one of our our uh one of everybody's favorites uh so we have some ideas i'm not gonna spoil them i'm gonna let her I'm gonna let her work on those maybe Keep your eyes open for all of that sort of stuff. This week, uh, Storm King's Thunder is probably tomorrow? Probably tomorrow. Looks like it's going to happen. It's hap it, I, yeah, cool. I have nothing. Unless they call me and be like, hey, Cole, come into work. Yep. Uh, in 
as if I didn't already work a 15-hour shift on Sunday. Oh. That's right. SummerSlam. SummerSlam was on was on Sunday. Uh, hanging out That's at so the Thunderdome. How, it's uh, it's quite the new presentation. I, I have not. I have not been at the Thunderdome oh. yet, unfortunately. I wish I, I could mm. tell you about the experience that is the Thunderdome, but I I cannot. That is okay. We look forward to hearing about it when you get the opportunity to see it, should you ever do so. Sports. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Sports entertainment, specifically. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we've got uh, all of that coming this week. Um, we will probably continue some Ghost of Tsushima playthrough Sunday nights. If you guys did not know, um, Caitlin Whistler is playing through Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, she's, a, she's a big Mass Effect fan. I, I love it as well. So we're working on that. Uh, coming up in September, next Tuesday, we have... Uh, we're going to be trying to roll out a schedule, so maybe we're working with the team for the whole month of September. That way we know what's happening, when it's happening, and who's it happening with. So, there we go. Any other projects you guys are working on you want to bring up? Mention plug? Yeah, what you got, Matthew? Yeah, so um, Central Florida Vocal Arts, I keep talking about them, but they are um, they just finished recording a couple of days ago a musical review called Gender Bender, a musical review. Um, in partnership with the Florida Space Coast Symphony Orchestra um, in a unique, socially distanced, pre-recorded musical review that you can view from your very own home. Um, It is a fun kind of twist on some of the musical theater classics as sung by the opposite gender and typically a very different voice part. Um, So... Yeah, we're trying to kind of test out different ways to continue bringing the arts um, that everybody in Central Florida and beyond like to enjoy, but in a socially distanced, uh, kind of health-conscious way. So if you want to um, tune into that, you can go to the gender... You can just search Gender Bender on Facebook or go to the Central Florida Vocal Arts Facebook page and you can pick up a ticket. They are 10 bucks. And with that $10, I believe you will get access to a Facebook page, which will live stream it um, privately to that Facebook page and or a private YouTube link that will um, be debuted the day of the performance. I think we have two performances one on August 28th and one on August 29th. So I believe that is this upcoming weekend. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. So if you want to watch either of those, you can head on over to the Central Florida Vocal Arts uh, Facebook page. It's a fun fun new experiment. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds awesome. Uh, what yeah. else we got going on, everybody? Yeah, do it. I got my weekly game with Junk Drawer Show um, on Tuesdays, uh, so we're we're getting into some interestingness. I, of course, being myself, I'm always getting into trouble. So we'll see what happens with me, whether or not I get killed by a pirate or I can talk my way out of it. 
Um, spoilers. Uh, but if uh, you guys want to check it out, um, we play on Tuesday nights, usually live. However, we do drop our episodes on YouTube on Thursdays. Uh, but you can feel free to follow us, subscribe, all that jazz at the dunk, uh, the drunk. Oh my God, am I drunk? The Junk Drawer Show um, on uh, Twitch and same as YouTube. And we also have our Instagram. And also I've been working on some of my art and transferring it over to um, merchandise as well for them. Um, and I have a, like, a couple of shirts on Redbubble and all that jazz. And the link is on Instagram. Um, actually, I have my mug and this is like one of my drawings over there. Yay. Yay. Um, that's really yeah, cool. check us out. Check thanks. Check us out. Um, like I said, if you guys are going to go watch uh, Random Encounters tomorrow, go for it, and then you can check us out on Thursday um, on YouTube. And if you have like YouTube Premium, you can download it, watch it later, whatever you like. So yeah, thanks. Awesome. I think that's it. All right, let's uh, let's get into it, shall we, everybody? Our adventure takes place in the lands of Lickdrop. They are lands of myth, of legend. They are lands um, bereft of true deities or gods. They are a, um, a new continent far from Rotom where fate and destiny are written in blood with implements wielded by the hands of the Chosen, those very special few. Our heroes are members of the Magnus Exploratorium, a college dedicated to anthropology and archaeology to discover and um, learn about all the, the wide-reaching, varied cultures of this, um, of this tremendous, tremendous wild land. Uh, recently, they have set out on a long-standing expedition um, to a place known as The Forge, uh, supposedly the mythical origin spot of the arms of the fated. Um, weapons of great destiny bound to the land of Lickdrakt itself. So, along their travels, they have traveled um, through the Central Scale Mountains. They have been assaulted by uh, some wyverns and some lizard folk, presumed to be the allies of their, um, their great foe, uh, Professor Henry Bolton. Uh, there's that. They made it through Trubluff, um, he, a traitor's town full of uh, monstrous and wild uh, entities that, where they their guides uh, came under fire from a um, clan of hobgoblins. They avoided fighting some pterodons. Uh, believing them to just uh, go to the mountains and harass people later. And then they made it near the town, uh, the first of four towns of Four Points. Uh, four Points is a small, uh, very, actually, it's not small, very large farming community with four hamlets, four towns that, that sort of serve as guards Um or, um, you know, help encircle the community with um, vast, vast stretches of farmland inside. Uh, they've all sort of banded together for, for protection. Those communities have been under assault by a few different forces, one of them being a knoll um, tribe that have been harassing people on the road, the other one uh, being what they presume to be wild bullets behaving oddly. Our heroes have researched them, they'd fought the bullets, they killed them, and found within them 
these uh, magical mm, mechanical spiders, essentially, that had lashed into the brains of the boards and were somehow controlling or, or influencing their behavior. And a few weeks before our heroes arrived, uh, after the bullets had begun harassing them, a, a traveler had come to the Four Points. A, it is a gentleman by the name of, I believe it was Taylor Byrne. It was with a T. I got the Byrne part right. So we're just going to go with that. Uh, he has a, a very interesting wagon, as been described, and he's been traveling to the Four Points, trying to get the elders of these hamlets to um, commit to giving him... Um, some money so that he could protect the towns from their um, from the bullets. So this is where we pick up. You guys are in um, point one of four. It is the first point that travelers would come to. It is the only four point that has like a major um, republic road that sort of leads to it. The rest of the roads are more um, dirt patches, like um, worn dirt trails, and where they keep the high grass clear. At least the rest, the road up until now has primarily been um, not. It's not paved, but they're but it's maintained, right? It's it's dense. guidelines and actual rules. <laughs> not yeah. I mean, there, it's not quite that bad, but it's um, th- where the the pieces where they. Um, where the road might erode. They put in stones to sort of build it up and keep keep it there. Um, so there, so it's a decent place. And um, at least up through, and definitely around like the crossroads and parts where the military use them, those are more paved. They're, they're much more um, like either bricked or cobblestoned or, or something along those lines so that they are like well, well maintained. Um, you guys know the elder of uh, .104. It is uh, Sweet Roll Fairfields. Um, Sweet she, Roll. Yes. He is a I will die for her. She is a delightful, older, gnomish woman um, who made you guys, I think, empanadas was, uh, was like the last... Yeah. She made you empanadas like for dinner, basically like a spiced meat and a fried, fried uh, pastry. So you can call that whatever you want, but where I come from, it's an empanada. So not a Jamaican beef patty, one of the two. Either yeah. way, I'm happy. It's meat. It's meat and bread. How can you be mad? Damn, exactly. I want an empanada. So here is what I'm thinking for today. Um, so your the next day. You guys wake up. You all um, have your performance reviews with Screavers. With Screavers. Oh, I forgot about this. So. Oh, no. (laughs) Here is what I am thinking. I'm so excited. For the performance. I love how we made plans. We fucking forgot. (laughs) For the performance review with Screavers, what I think we should do. Is I think I think tonight we should skip past that, have some other fun adventuring D and D things, but I think we should um, find time for me and everybody individually to sit down 
and have their performance review with with screamers. Oh no! Oh no! Yes! Oh no! No! I'm gonna have to re-roll. <laughs> He's gonna tell me that my attendance has been like a busy. <laughs> in there, what's up, man? You've been walking, but nothing else. Oh, I am so excited. Hi, <laughs> oh, man. This is this is where Screebirds just kills us all, right? And we make a new group of adventurers. Uh, Screamer on a pair of sunglasses and says the library is open and none of us are ready for it. <laughs> Reading is fundamental. Fundamental. Uh, so unless you guys, uh, <laughs> I I know we didn't prepare <laughs> for the Screamer's performance reviews. I didn't send you guys out the the questionnaire. Um, so so let's. Let, Let's kick that can down the road for for a week, and let's have some some so normal. Just rate date. yourself one to ten, and then fill in. Yeah, yeah. It, on a scale so of strongly um, agree to strongly to disagree. On a scale of filthy knoll to brilliant ancient dragon, how would you rate your teamwork? How would you rate your job accomplishment? Where do you see yourself? in the group in five years. How is Screepers performing for you? Would you say Screepers has done his job admirably or filthy Noel? I like how filthy <laughs> Noel is his bad end of everything, but the top end it's negotiable. It is, is negotiable. It, is it the ancient dragon or is it Great. Yeah. Filthy knolls are, as described, filthy knolls. They are. They give small folk like halflings and kobolds and gnomes. I I put them in begrudgingly. (laughs) Bad names. So, filthy knolls. Uh... (laughs) Oh, God bless. So, I guess partly because my voice is not ready for that for a full night. <laughs> <laughs> We're not ready emotionally. I don't know. No. I don't think any of us are. But what I would like to do is um, maybe over the next week or so, we can do little um, little mini specialties for our patrons. Maybe compile those and, and put them put them up as the um, Screevers performance. That is sort of the thought with that. So you guys spend the day uh, receiving your performance reviews and and giving. This is Screever's performance review as well. Um, we'll decide what the determination of all of that was at some point. Um, and and so it is time for us to proceed. Uh, what would you guys like to do? So, uh, did, did anyone else, like, a filthy, filthy knoll? That's, I don't know, I mean, that just seems like a fun, uh, uh, you didn't get any filthy knolls, did you? I sure hope not, I I don't think I did. I don't remember getting any, but I might have blacked out during half of that interaction, because I don't do well in interview situations. 
Can we can we ease up on the filthy part? Like, I feel like that's just rude. Like, I mean, you to don't be know fair, if they're filthy or not. To be fair, I have yet to meet a clean gnome. It is not to say that all. It is not that. There it but is. There he, we go. It is not to say that all dolls are filthy. It is specifically to target the ones that are filthy and <laughs> say that they are the lowest of the gnolls. <laughs> Remember, Screepers is always listening. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't Scrooge think ducks that back under the table and back to his back to his wagon, back to its cart. I don't think that our performance checks are done yet. <laughs> I don't believe that they are. <laughs> they are forever going. <laughs> I think that is true. Um so now that that's over, what are we doing? Yeah, over. Mm-hmm. I... Well, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I mean, we got to go figure out what this, what this uh, Burns is doing, right? Because mm-hmm. I think I, so. that's some shady shit. And then we got attacked by bullets. That's oh. even shadier. So, uh, I'm gonna say let's, uh, let's fuck him up. I like it. <laughs> I feel like that's a, I feel like that's our go-to plan on a regular basis, honestly. Well, I mean, like, definitely question first, and, like, maybe even, uh, just, uh, like, find out motives second, but then, like, a very close third. Fuck him up. If he was in control of those things with that those creepy spiders, then yes. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Um I believe let's see, I have to look at my map. Four point farms are not individually labeled. Um I think we needed to go to North Point for where Burns mm-hmm. was. Yeah, you suspected that he was traveling between. He was somewhere between point uh, two and four, three and four. If mm. you guys headed up to point four, the one at the edge of the western crossroads, you you mm-hmm. should catch him. You suspect. All right. I think that's our best bet if we're going to try and catch up with him. <clears throat> who knows? Maybe he's not in on it, and he's actually trying to save these towns, and he knows who is, or. He's a bad guy, and we fuck him up. Yeah. Yeah, let's, uh... Let's ready the horses! (laughs) You guys do... You you pack up your wagons. Um, now all three of your... Of your carts are wagons. They are covered. Um, so... So the rain is a little more manageable. And you set out along the... The farmlands. Through the plains. Um... The farms of Four Point are gorgeous. There, there really is no better descriptor for them. It's about four days' travel um, between Point One and Point Four, and as you guys are going, there are so many small farmsteads, large um, farmsteads, farm fields. You can see that they plant um, their food to be harvested in 
in very meticulous sort of waves and days. Um, you can see even just riding along throughout the day is like a subtle gradient of um, of like a, a row of corn in development, right? Every column, uh, a, another day apart. Um, many farms are like that. They, they have, it is a wide variety of, of farms as well. It is not just vegetables um, or, or roots or flowers or plants, but also um, animal farms. That's a Jorwellian moment right there. Um, but yeah, there are, there's livestock farms, there are sort of, uh, steers and pigs and, uh, goats, chickens, all of those, um, animals that are raised in, in great numbers, uh, sort of, sort of around them. And you can tell by the smell, which farms you're approaching or passing each of the farmsteads ha is run by like a, a decent-sized family, um, sort of an extended family, uh, and it, plus a couple of farmhands. As you guys are traveling, won't you uh, tell me your passive perceptions real quick? Uh, passive perception? Mm -hmm. Mine is a 15. Nice. I've got some rides. Yeah, I believe Sarides is an 18. Yep. I believe mine is a 12. Okay. Mine is a 12 as well. And okay. um, real quick, as we travel every day, I'm going to do my blessing on the forge on Clever Stitch's armor to boost his AC plus one. Nice. Sounds Thank good. Thank God. <laughs> run. Uh, 11. 11. Okay. You don't notice on the first day, but but you guys do end up taking note because you have you're traveling for a decent amount of time. Um, there are some magical implements, um, farming implements, but they still seem they seem pretty old. Um, as you get a look at them, old in a way that is um, unique. Old in in an antique, or um, not of this community, sort of sort of setting. Um, it is a clear indication that there is something, or s that something lingers in this area. Some technology of a past civilization. Some some relics of a of a forgotten era um, that people have just sort of taken to be part of of their life. One such instance is um, is what they call a, um, a rainmaker. Um, and it is a um, you see it standing up out of one of the farms sort of looks like a windmill at one point. Um, but instead of having the blades that um, would turn on like the face of a windmill, um, as you guys are walking by, debating and talking about what it might be, um, you see that the top sort of blossom like a flower, like a flower of metallic petals um, that spreads out and lays 
lays flat in sort of this feathered open bowl or basin. And um, at a distance, you can hear the wind begin to sort of whirl and kick and twist. And it sounds almost like a storm for a few minutes. And, and then you begin to hear the, the drips of rain fall. And as you, as you cast your gaze out, you can see that actually this great tower is um, hurling water into the sky. And it comes uh, pouring back down over the over the. It, it covers nearly this entire farm's field, um, in what is essentially raindrops, but up up from out of the earth. And there are other small, um, or not so small, wonders and curiosities, as as you guys are traveling. Uh, that. Sarai is in heaven. They are... sprinklers. Yeah. They have a very big sprinkler tower. Um, it is... Each of these items are, are gorgeous in their make and design. They are slightly axiomatic. They're slightly mechanical or, um, or perhaps the work of, of like an ancient artificer. But they are each designed not just with functionality but with form. In mind, each one of them seemingly their own piece of art. Um, as you guys approach the fourth point, the north point, the one that you're heading to, your days have been smooth. Uh, you actually arrive there, I'm going to say about midday. Um, and as you are coming from the interior of the farms, and you've run into a few different farmers along the way. Um, all of them pleasant, none of them um, aggressive or, or mean, although a fair number of them are um, definitely curious as to who you guys are and what you're doing here. It's fine. Um... Everything's cool, guys. Just chill out. It's no big deal. You're greeted at North Point by a gentleman um, of um, slightly orcish origin. Uh, so half orc. Uh, Skolan Kennet. Um, who comes out of out of the farmhouse um, that is there on the north and has um, looks like uh, light leathers on um, not really armor but he does sort of heavy works maybe maybe creative works maybe forge works maybe tinkering maybe leather working you're not quite sure um, but he he comes stepping uh, out into the sun, sort of shields it up over over his eyes uh, as he looks out uh, across you guys. <clears throat> Fairfield said you might be coming our way. What can we do for you, travelers? Um. <clears throat> Have you heard 
from a Mr. Burn recently? Burns? Burn? I know the man you speak. Burns never arrived here. Really? Yes. Oh, uh, was he supposed to by a certain time? Reports from the other families, uh, families, towns, hamlets, had mentioned each of their visits from him. We anticipated one, but it's been days. So, third point is not so far as first. He should have beaten you here, as best we understand. I don't have the men nor the inclination to send them out searching for vagrants. That's alright. I think we can do that instead. Maybe. Well. I mean, we have the ability to. Um, Let me ask you, uh, sir, are you also experiencing problems with uh, these uh, creatures? We experience, we experience many problems. When you have this much food, it attracts predators, prey. Yeah. It's not what about uncommon. Land sharks, but... though. Hmm? Land sharks. Have you had any of them? Land sharks have not made it this far west. As best we could understand, that's more of a southern problem. <clears throat> what if, uh. What specifically have you been dealing with? He, um... thinks for a moment. And he's, he kind of looks you guys up and down. And... Come inside. Oh. Alright. He starts to lead you guys away from the rest of the caravan. And as the Screevers and the rest of your group and and the other uh, members of the expedition sort of settle in for part of the day. Um, Kenneth leads you guys back into what looks like a large farmhouse um, but is on the inside is clearly something more um, the heat is palpable immediately upon even him just opening the large barn doors and sort of sort of wafts out a heavy humid heat even for this late stage of summer um, it is distinct. And as you guys walk in, it's sort of like being in a boiler room. There are dials and gauges everywhere. There are pieces of, um, pieces of, what's the word? Uh, pipes, piping, um, machinery, everywhere. 
and it is it is a workstation um, but it is one that is the languages written on it are are not common they are far older than that and you can tell although well maintained um, and each of these metals being not one that would rust um, they are still you can tell the age and ancient nature of these um, of the machinery within this park and can it sort of this way It leads you over to a workbench that has laid across it um, these mechanized or metallic uh, creatures of um, that seem to be snakes, um, or they're designed to look like snakes, like large cobras. Each one fancifully um, designed and um, and produced in, in brilliant detail. And we used to call them the Watch Vipers. No doubt you've seen some of the um, wonders North Point. There are fewer that reach further south and to the west, east, but um, North Point has the most of them. These used to guard things like our water tower and some of the other wonders that we've been able to utilize for generations. If you, um, you, weeks ago, a month or two, started getting reports of the Cobras venturing out away from their towers, away from the Wonders, attacking random passerbys. And then we started seeing different ones. Ones that were smaller. These little, he pulls up this, it sort of looks like a centipede, um, but with armored along the back, these little spike ridges that are, um, that are wicked looking instead of legs. Um, These started making their way to people's houses, sort of popping up. Uh, and then they would be chased off. And usually within a day later, the Cobras would attack whoever these scouts had, um, had marked and left. See if I can do this clever way. 
there? Let's see. There's clever way, then there's the Gerard way. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> That's kind of what they look like. A, uh, a bronze scout right there. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Uh, and if I... If I can bring Is anyone up. else worried that it's made out of Doritos? <laughs> no, I'm excited right. that it's made out of Doritos. That there's means that. neck time. Nice. Uh, so that, so that, uh, there's that. And the other one that you can kind of see. No, Let me you. see if I can uh, bring you guys up a, a picture of that as well. Um, but yeah, he goes on to essentially describe how... Um, these different things that had been around for a long time um, are now, for the first time, kind of um, attacking or aggressively hunting them nearby. How big are the things that you showed us so the iron cobra or so the um excuse me the bronze scouts um mm -hmm. all of these things are medium-sized creatures so they're about four feet five feet long or uh, a little taller like they're they're good size hate that all right cool 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 tight 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 um you know what metal are they made out of? Uh, make me a. Let's go. I'll, I'll give you a blacksmithing check. Um, use wisdom or intelligence. Sorry, it's been a while since I'm like, good. what is my wisdom? And over here, that's the that's sort of the image of the cobra. Um, I the, hate that even more than the centipedes. The metallic nature of the of the cobras, right there. Inspiration. What's your inspiration? The purple. A D eight. D eight. Twenty five. I rolled a seven on inspiration. Okay. So, there is um, there are some metals on this thing you can identify. There are some metals that you honestly do not know, and it is not because you you've just never encountered them before. Um, so the the little centipedes tend to be primarily made out of bronze. Um, they some of their their spike gears. And some of the side workings of them are made with a um, some sort of adamantine alloy, and that's the piece that that is really um, perplexing to you. It it has um, you get the feeling it is a type of metal that is you probably that would be let's say either extremely difficult to smelt on the prime material plane there is a nature of it that says it is 
extra planer or maybe not extra planer in in the base materials but has um the smack of extra planer ability or power or origin um just for the way that it is worked um the cobras are primarily made of iron um but it is a a treated iron not it's not quite steel so it's not it's not made into that but it is like a reinforced iron and then there is gold filigree and then that same sort of adamantine alloy that um that you saw in the bronze got it it looks like it is it's something beyond what these what these folk could probably make um it's something beyond what what you could probably make um I'm trying to see if, like, and then not trying to be too nosy with them, mm-hmm. but it's like, if essentially this is something that we're going to have to face, see if there's any, like, vulnerabilities mm-hmm. or, like, any, like, soft spots or weak spots or something mm-hmm. like that. So what I, what I can do, you rolled well enough, I can go ahead and tell you, um, looking at the metals... Any weapon that is not magical or not adamantine is not going to be able to pierce this thing's armor. Got it. Like, not not, not resistant, straight up immune. Um, Armor. Yeah. And I'll overlay all of this. Um, Yeah, these things are a, a lot hardier than... Then they look. And um, about how long ago did you say that these started acting up? I think the first report came in maybe six weeks ago. Um, you know, we we always are very careful with the uh, with the cobras. Our first scout showed up. I want to say three weeks ago. Um, this little, and he kicks it, this little, <clears throat> and he looks at Saride and sort of, um, stifles his, um, his urge to call it a motherfucker, uh, in, in front of a lady. And, um, it, as, I mean, when I was a kid. Sneaking past one of the iron cobras was uh, a game. It was a rite of passage. Oh, uh, well then, this motherfucker. I mean, so they've they've been here forever. It's something you would, you know, tease your brother or sister about. Something you you'd get your neighbor to. To try to, you know, show how how tough they are. Those things have been part of the community forever, but they they always stayed very close to whatever um, device that they were guarding. And and there was maybe a dozen of them in the whole of North Point. But now they're showing up more. And 
Again, the motherfuckers. Do we? Is that the same time that the bullets started showing up in pairs? Mm-hmm. It does seem to be about that time. Yes. Interesting. And um, I have a question. This may have been answered. You said that uh, Burn didn't show up, but has anyone else shown up? No one terribly unfamiliar. No. We occasionally have some migrant farmhands that go from uh, point to point doing the work that's necessary for the season. But we know most of them. The only real strangers, no offense to you all, that we've seen in the past mm, since this has happened is you all. But you were announced coming from first point, so... Well, then we're not so strange, are we? Exactly. Alright, well... We agreed to help the points with their issue, so I, I, it seems to me as if it might be slightly different issues for each point, but possibly from the same source. So perhaps we <clears throat> continue on our on our journey um, to try and find. Whoever has started all this, and you said that Burns was coming from point three, yeah? Well, he, we know he left there um, about five days ago, and it's only all a right. two-day journey, so maybe he right. um, maybe he gave up. Maybe he fled for the north or something. Um, Possible, but we can have a look around and... Does does Burn have any friends in town? Never met him. Don't know anybody <laughs> that knows him. Have any of the other points besides you and um, the first one? Um, have they been reporting any problems? From what I've heard, it's been a rough season all the way around. They don't exactly report problems but we have we do know that point two and uh point three were suffering from some um <clears throat> some weird bug infestation now huh. question for you if these things were guardians you said before right like some protectors or yeah. Whatnot. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like the um, like the water tower, or the cedar. Um, mm-hmm. Usually the bigger pieces. Um, you know, and it, not like and he points to the corner, and um, it is it is this wagon um, that has sort of um, it looks pretty awful to be to be perfectly fair. It sort of has these like beetle grabbers that feeds into this um, into this like mechanical sort of spinning blade maw almost like a wood chipper but but a little more uh, refined and um, he takes you kind of he kind of goes over to the side of it um, and when you look in the back what you see is that this is a um, it's a vegetable harvester so so it'll pull in the stocks and then it'll shred that, but like the corn or whatever bulb was on top that they wanted to keep, it those get piled up separately. 
So it, it's sort of this, I, I guess, like a combine. I don't know farming tools. I apologize to my farming friends. Um, but that's like a man-sized thing. He, he's very specific that they're, so they have the water tower. Um, they have a, um, a, a walking cedar um, that the cobras will would follow around. And basically it, it's sort of like a, I don't know, like a walking house that will spray spray seeds and aerate the soil to to lay out what are very specific um, fields for different for different foodstuffs and vegetables and um, and then they have what is like a mechanical um, I guess like a tiller right to, to clear and aerate aerate fields those are the three biggest ones each one had four iron cobra guardians um that would usually either stick with it or like travel with it and now they're they're seeing more pop up got it um the reason i ask is um obviously like if we do this we will check them out and see what is wrong but we also have no choice but to defend ourselves if they attack um we can do our best to try to keep them intact to see if somebody can put them back the way things were, but we cannot promise on the... Uh, what, what is the word I am looking for? Um, how intact they may be when we are done with them. He nods automatically in, in sort of understanding and approval. Listen, a few weeks ago you might have had some people that were... Um, that were complaining and, and worried about keeping the machines intact. But um, the wonders are ancient. You can't, you can't fix them. I've been trying to figure them out my whole life. And, um, and I mean, I'm pretty smart. But um, as you look at him, you do sort of notice he's, he is an artificer in, in most ways. Um, you would immediately recognize now that you're seeing sort of his tools um, thosen, he has basically what are, what are tinkerer's tools but they are not your normal tinkerer's tools he is very much a self-taught um, artificer and so all of his tools are custom made um, specifically for what he needed right um, so you can see he's been he has been tinkering with these things I can I can fix some of them, but um, anyway, when the Cobras started invading homes and the Scouts started marking kids to be um, snake food, people's care went out the window for um, for trying to preserve these things. And we, they're nice. Don't get me wrong, but um, we can farm without them, and we absolutely will. Understood. And I, by the way, I take note of the Tinker's tools and keep a mental note of I want that. Okay. Um, I apologize. You might have said this earlier, but has anybody beaten one of these snakes as it's attacked somebody? Yeah. yeah Other than, uh, just this one? There's, um, I think we've we tried to hunt some of them down. I think we got like four of them 
this was the one that was most intact, so I, I brought it here to try to learn what I could about it. We do have some more scouts around. Um, did um, we've been keeping you... farmhands up at night um, with uh, you know hammers and and mauls, things like that, to try to um, to try to stave them away from the homes, but. Um, I have to, I have to sort of charge people's hammers for them to even make a dent in mm. in these things. Um, so uh, and Clevestitch will um, like lean over to Thosen. Uh, you didn't by chance see anything similar to the spider mind control thingies that were in the bullets whenever you looked at this? Did you? Did trying to think back, did the spider things look similar to these? So they they look they look they don't look exactly like this, but they do look similar in um uh design. Right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, yes, they do look related. Okay. Be clear. I just wanted to like we knew that this was all related, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to like hundred percent yep. circle around and verify. Yep. So design but not material. Yeah, the the yeah. They, the the bullet brain things are not of the same material. It's a much more flexible uh, material. It's a much lighter material. It's not this sturdy, like don't break me material, um, adamantine alloy uh, sort of mix thing. Uh, but there are similars of like design and construction where you're like, okay, those came from the same store, right? Like they're. They're all Hondas. They're not the same Honda, but they're all a Honda, right? Like, sure. Okay. Yeah. Like so. So yeah. So they're very similar. Like, uh, and I relay all that. All right. Well, does anybody else have any other questions before we um, possibly go hunt some cobras and centipedes? But you were saying that so we'll need to make sure we have magical things to hurt them or adamantine. Mm Hmm. Hmm. Um well you and I have some some arrows. Yeah. So are we gonna try to like set up shop and lure some of the weird centipede creatures to come for us and then or we could find a place that they just went and we could go hide there I think we start going towards um, point three since that's where Burns was supposed to have been coming from and see what we see Oh, we want to. Oh, okay, I thought I thought we were gonna. I think take both. Care of the, both. Yeah, both yeah. is good. Both, both is good. Yes. Because they there... said that there were more, more of the snakes coming out than they knew that they had. So I'm not sure. I'm wondering if we find burns, we find the source of the snakes. Ah, so you think Mr. Burns is making the snakes, or at least unleashing them? from whatever hellhole those ugly creations could come from. 
they look really scary. Thousand did not like that idea. <laughs> Apparently not. He said, no, we will not do both. I'm putting my foot down. Hmm. Well then, yeah, let's, uh, I agree. We should, uh, let's start headed for point three and keep an eye out for burns on the way. Right. Okay. Um, well, obviously after we leave, um, I ask, uh, is there anyone by any chance that does not have the ability to, or does not have a magical weapon that they would need? I, I mean, the blades, I can use the blades of House of Rain, those are magical. And you and I have some plus one arrows that are magical as well. Um, I dipped sure the father's that. dagger in the adamantine from the mountain. Yeah. And I'm not sure about Olaroon, though. Well, if this is not going to happen today, if this is potentially tomorrow, I can take the blessing of the forge off of your armor and put it on your bow. That way you don't have to use your magical arrows, you pretty much, I'm assuming. DM, would I know whether or not a magical bow would make the arrows magical? It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, but it is your choice whether or not you would like to get hit harder or be able to Could you imagine um, if it's just one bow? arrow, what a waste of that would be? Or it makes the bow magical, but the arrows, none of them are magic. And well, it's exactly. magic if you start beating people with the fucking bow. <laughs> just hit them with a bow, it's fine. I wanted to cast that, it's just you going, The only reason I ask is because I would not be able to change the blessing um, today. It would have to be tomorrow. I mean,. I have I have twenty three arrows, so I should be fine. Um, like twenty three magical ones, um, and I have a couple of my arcane shots that do magic damage as well, so I'm okay. But if <clears throat> if Sirok would like a magical bow, and I have a long sword that's uh, doused in or a short sword, yeah, it's adamantine, so. I can attack either way. Sorak, would you prefer to attack with your swords, or would you prefer to attack with your bow? I mean, I would almost always prefer to be attacking with a bow from approximately 50 feet in the air. So, um, yeah, I will, I mean, if, when tomorrow rolls around, if, if that's what comes up, I, I will gladly take that. <laughs> No problem. Um, if Stitch, if you're okay with this, then that is what I'll do in the morning. That's all right with me. No, I'm thinking about it. I don't have anything magical either. <laughs> so, all right, good job. Physician, heal thyself. You know. <laughs> I have magic Put itself, myself. so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you guys are um, planning on setting out right away towards point three? Yes. You said that we arrived at about midday, Midday, right? yeah. Yeah, then I don't see why we can't at least start venturing out. Maybe we'll run into something. Yeah, absolutely. 
you have you absolutely can. Um, so you, you guys get the caravan. I'm I'm assuming you're taking the whole caravan. This isn't like a a side sojourn for you guys. That's kind of in the direction you're you got to take the 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 group anyway. So just confirming. Okay. So you do. You gather up. You guys start to head to point three. Um, the rest of the day, the travel is smooth, light. Um, you do see one of the other wonders, one of the major wonders that is um, that is here to to witness. It is the um, it's the big walkie house one. I can't remember what I said they did. Big walkie house. <laughs> the seat. They they're automatic seaters. The cedar. Oh, that's late in the season for the cedar. But that yeah, one's it's here. Okay. It's around. It's there. <laughs> it's doing stuff. We've got a gourd to grow, right? Why it's, not? It's a. It's like an automatic seed planter. Yeah. That's just going along. Yeah. Like, is it, well, do you know those like little bucket, um, the little wheelbarrow um, fertilize thingies? Yeah, that have the little. That have wheels at the bottom that yeah. you can have stuff in it, and it shoots out fertilizer. Yeah, it's the wheel as, the as you yeah yeah as you just roll it along. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm over here imagining I tend the fields with my family, so no. <laughs> well, Girl, lucky you, Kentucky ass man, <laughs> comes out to save the day. We had one in just a, in just a house for grass, so yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, my, so we. And we had a big ass yard. Uh, and it was that was fun. another cousin's job. <laughs> I was that other cousin. Yeah. yeah exactly. Oh man. So yeah. Um, so you guys see you do see that one off in the distance. You keep um, watches throughout the night. I am assuming. Um, what order would you guys like to take your watches in? I'm fine with that. Okay, I see a one, I see a two. I'll take three uh, and four. I'll be, I'll... Follow I'll take... I mean, I can only take one at the beginning or the end. I gotta do the whole so you can do four, and you can assist yeah, I'll do four. on four. Can you bring your mic down so you're a little louder? You were quiet. Sorry, I forgot about it. It's okay. And then, um, Thosen, you want to assist on three? I'll take three with Sarai. Okay. Cool. Uh, sounds good. I do have your passive perceptions. We're gonna go ahead and, and go with those. Um, as you guys are setting up for the evening, um, To rock, uh, you are on first watch, correct? Yes, indeed. Okay, from your perch and with your with your great bird eyes, um, even with your, I'm guessing you keep the fire up, um, and you're listening. Yeah. You're very attentive. Like you have a, you have a good. Plus, I have I have the goggles. Oh, you have the goggles. Oh, That's right. I, I forgot yeah. about the goggles. Um, so you you do keep an eye out. It does seem like there are some of those iron cobras um, ha- are 
tentatively on like the edge of your vision. They they are sort of coming to investigate uh, who you guys are and what you are. Um, they don't seem to creep forward at all. They they sit at about sixty feet, let's say. Um, but you can see that there there's a fair number of them around the whole of the of the caravan. When you say fair enough, how how many would I estimate? Just like five, um, ten. Yeah, let's say like ten. Okay, maybe eight. Did did I say ten prematurely? I meant eight. <laughs> All right, so about ten of them around. Yeah. Um, again, remember, guys, because you have the full caravan. Usually, the number I'm going to give you is is higher than what you, as a specific party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that. but. So yeah, I'm gonna obviously pay special attention to see if they are making their way closer um, or taking up some nature of an aggressive stance. Do you keep your eye on them throughout your watch? It is very much that they have um, they hit a perimeter and they stop, and it is almost more unnerving that they simply sit. And um, and watch you guys, then, um, then that they they come in and and attack. Okay. Who's second watch? Second watch okay. is clever Stitch. Um, I'll go up to as we're kind of like. Doing the pass, I'll be uh. Well, so it seems that there are like maybe ten or so of those cobras around. Uh huh. Cobras, yep. Yeah. Um, they're staying at a. They're staying at like a a like a sixty foot radius away from everything about us. Hate that. All right. Yeah. Um. But I've been watching them for a couple of hours, and they haven't—they haven't decided to move closer. They're just kind of chilling out where they are. Uh, all right. Have fun with that. Goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Walk around to a perimeter. See if they keep an eye on me, or if they keep an eye on the caravan, etc., etc. The in the night you can see sort of that steely-eyed gaze that watches anyone that moves, and it is a very smooth, very slithering sort of enamored, twisting watch. Roll me two d six. Four. A two and a two. Nice. You take your first lap around the perimeter. Slowly, counting them, keeping your eyes on them, watching them thoroughly. Um, the cobras themselves are, again, they're medium-sized creatures. There are There's a fair amount of vegetation around here. You guys are keeping your fires lit so that you can keep a watch on it. Not a lot of people are out 
they know that there are these things are, are sort of dangerous um, and about and um, and so the hired guards that like drive the caravans the, some of those guys are awake you're not awake by yourself um, in in any way when you start to make your way back towards towards the front um, you're you get back to or back to the back where you guys it's a circle where you guys where you start as you're gathering your stuff together the earth suddenly erupts uh, with these bronze scouts three of them that come leaping up out of the dirt um, they roll the natural 20 plus 7 on stealth so oh cool Jesus. lit yeah. great sorry um, so they are going to get fur. to yeah they're going to get to surprise attack you um, and they, they erupt sort of all over the camp um, but for for you guys, you have you have three of them to be to be concerned with. So, my apologies, clever stitch. Ah, it's all good. Um, point of question yes. for the um, for the magical armor. Um, is that still in effect, or is it, or has it become null and void because Thosin has gone to sleep? I forget how this works. I think it's until the next dawn. I think it's until the next dawn as well, but let me double check. Okay. I will start making rolls because it takes me a moment yep. to do them. Um, yeah, you're good. All right, here we go. Let's. Okay. It says at the end of a long rest, you can imbue the magic into a weapon or an armor by touching a non-magical version until your next long rest or you die, the object gains a plus one bonus. I'll so, say, I'll say yeah. it's at the end of the long rest um, because because right. he hasn't completed the long rest yet. So it's basically yeah. at the end of each long rest, you can set whatever it is. Sure. And I haven't imbued it on anything else. Yeah. Perfect. So let's go with that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So the first one absolutely misses. That's a natural five and a two. Um, so that, that doesn't hit. Uh, the second attack is a 23. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna hit. And then the third attack is a 13. Miss. Misses. Okay. Yeah. Didn't, didn't wow. suspect. So, um, so. Leaping up out of the dirt, the bronze scouts sort of come flying out past your faces. You, you duck, you dodge, and one of them does... Um, managed to land a bite on you um, that is going to be five points of piercing damage and three points of lightning damage. A total of eight points of damage. Lightning damage, huh? Yeah. All right. Um, and then uh, we are going to flip for initiative. Oh, my new fancy hey! card that I actually have. Oh, and of course. Add <laughs> uh, tracks. 
bad guys are on a king. Oh, poor Olorak. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Yeah, Sorak is up first. Alright, Sorak, what do you got? I hear loud noises. Hissing. Mm-hmm. Screeching. I stand up. I pick up my, uh... I reach and I pick up the blades of House of Rain. Okay. And I look out, and what do I see? The three things attacking Clever Stitch. Throughout the fires, you see these um, bronze scouts, similar to what you saw in the shop, um, leaping up out of the ground, their mouths arcing with electricity, blue sparks sort of bursting off of them, the loud pops and cracks um, echoing throughout the fields. You can see them, uh, the cobras rushing in, from the from the undergrass uh, that is that is further out there. That was a very bombastic choice of music. I'm going to try something a little different. Um, yes, exactly. Um, so there are three bronze scouts and three iron cobras uh, that seem to be closing in on you guys. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry, uh, some of my folks there. So let's uh, let's take care of some of these scouts. I'm gonna jump out with uh, the blades of household rain and kind of go up and give clever stitch a hand. Okay. And um, I'm going to on one of them. I'm going to cast hunter's mark. Okay. As my bonus action. And then I will attack twice with the blades of House of Rain. Okay. Uh, oh, sh- Ooh, ooh, that's- that's not pretty. Uh, that's gonna be a, a 15, uh, well, let me put it this way. 15 is the higher of the two. Uh, so, as the blade strikes out, it rings against the bronze body of the scout. Armor class on the scout is 18. Oh, okay. No, armor class oh. is 13. Armor class is 13. I'm so sorry. I misread. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Strong ass legs. Okay, which is... Okay, so one of my attacks does it, because the other was 7 and a 5, so that's 12. Yep. Um, yeah, okay. So uh, that'll be 1d8 and 1d6 for Hunter's Mark. Uh, one plus four, five plus four, so that'll be nine damage. Okay. As the blade cuts into it, you can hear the metal sort of tear away, and the magic that had been um, protecting it falter. Um, you, that one is bloodied. Yeah. All right, now it's the bad guys. It is the bad guys. As the bad guys struggle to find music, that is appropriate. <laughs> um, we'll just put on the weirder thing as one. Okay, so two bronze scouts that are uh, in range. One of them is going to attack uh, Sorak. One of them is going to 
attack, clever stitch, um, both of them with a plus five. So that is a 10 and a 16. Uh, Sorak? Uh, 10 misses, 16 just hits. Okay, so yeah, the 10 was against clever stitch, the 16 against Sorak. Oh. Sorry, I, I didn't yes. make that a little clearer. Um, so no, that was my fault. Yeah, 16 hits. That is going to be eight points of damage, five piercing, and um, three lightning points of damage. And then I'm going to say that those uh, iron cobras that were on the edges um, spent their turn dashing in uh, into, into melee. And then the, the bronze scouts are going to burrow down underneath the ground. Um, and they have earth armor. Bronze scouts do, do not provoke attacks of opportunity oh. when they burrow. God. So, that is it for the bad guys. Who's up next? Those in. Those in. So real quick, just to keep it honest, if I'm not mistaken, you can't sleep in heavy armor. That's correct. Got it. So let me undo that. (laughs) And Um, now he has an armor class of nine. (laughs) Um, It's not not horrible, but it's not great. Um, Okay, so obviously I'll grab my uh, mason shield. Um, I'm prone. Yes, if you're asleep, you were prone. Most Um, people don't sleep standing up. I will. You'd be surprised. Uh, I will tap Sarai and be like, "Get up! We're under attack!" And while I do that, I'm gonna cast Shield of Faith on her. Okay. Um, and then I am going to go towards the nearest oh, enemy. I don't know which one it would be. Probably an Iron Cobra. Okay. I wouldn't go into melee. I would still keep some distance, so okay. about like 15, 20 feet away. Maybe? Yeah. And then cast Sacred Flame. Okay, from, from 15 feet away, you cast Sacred Flame? Yeah, uh, Dexterity 13. Okay, hold on. Excuse me a moment, guys. I'm gonna redo some... Oh, it's fixed. Yeah. If that, that helps. Okay, there we go. Apologies. Okay, um, so the, is that a uh, saving throw for Sacred Flame? Yes, correct. Uh, Dexterity saving throw, DC 13. Okay, so... The Iron Cobra um, goes to dodge out of the way, and then you see that the the magic that it has along it, um, and that alloy, that adamantine alloy, um, also makes it resistant to magic, gives it advantage on saving throws. So that is a 17 uh, plus. So that will miss. That is a modified 20. Damn it. I rolled a double eight on it. Too. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I am so, so It's all sorry. good. Um, and then uh, I will keep um, the shield in front of me and just prepare for an attack just in case. Okay. So you get up, you hop out of the wagon. Um, you, you don't have, yeah, half your movement was just getting up. Um, so you're about 20 feet away from the Iron Cobra. Sacred flame sort of bursts off of it. Who's up next? Uh, that would be me. Go for it. Um, all right. So first, the one that hit me earlier. Fuck the bronze, it. The bronze scouts have burrowed. You cannot. Ah, they burrowed. Then never mind. Fuck them. Um, I'm just gonna shoot whichever, whichever thing was unaffected by the sacred flame. Okay. Twice. Is that iron cobra? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So, you, so you turn your boat to the iron cobra. He's about, I'm gonna say, ten feet from you, um, having come Perfect. rushing in from the field. 
And then, of course, sharpshooter on both. Okay, let's do it. Oh, nice. Okay, um, ooh. Okay, so a 23 on the higher one. Okay, And a 13 on the lower one. Barely. That barely Ah, hits. yes. <laughs> These are your magical arrows? Yes. Oh, okay. then never mind. That's one up for both of those. Okay. 14. I always forget that it yeah. gets a plus one. I still... <laughs> um, so, put this aside on a two. So I keep track of my arrows. Um, so, yes. Plus one to both of those. So, 25, 24, mm-hmm. and a 14. Um... So then that is forty points of damage total. Oof. Yes. Two arrows thud into its armor loud, and you can hear the grinding of the mechanical gears underneath. It is it is in a real bad way. It is, it is going to have a hard time staying up. Good. It interrupted my friend's sleep. <laughs> Go back to whence you came, foul beasts. Okay. <laughs> Anything it. else clever, Stitch? Nope. All right. Who's next? Uh, Sarai. Okay. So she's going to take the cucumbers off of her eyes. That's <laughs> Mantle of Inspiration, so eight temp hit points. If you want to use your reaction to move your speed, you can. Um, you don't get attacks of opportunity. Like these little worm fucks. <laughs> and um, they don't have to understand me. They just have to hear me. Okay. So vicious mockery at one of them. Okay. Uh, the, the weakened Iron Cobra? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, wisdom save? Wisdom save. And again, the magic that preserves the Iron Cobras, its resistance uh, gives it advantage on saving throw natural 19 uh, plus zero. Fuck. <laughs> Thank you. As, <laughs> as you attempt to deride the Iron Cobra in some meaningful way, it thinks to you, nah, I'm an Iron Cobra. <laughs> We're going to have a big dick energy off. Is, it what, is that what this is? You want to start yeah. swinging them? Let's go, kid. You and me. Gentlemen, back off. Oh, <laughs> All right. After Saride, I believe it is Olaroon. I think he's, yes. our, he's our last Mohican. You're muted. So the last hey. sad boy is what he is. Um, Just He also goes... So he... He hears what's happening, and he looks, and he realizes he doesn't have his arm, and he goes, gosh, like, I can't believe these people always... He's, like, he's like grumbling, like, grabbing his, like, his, like, sword. Like, he's, like, summoning his sword and, like, grabbing his shield and be like, never attack when I have my armor on. Yeah. It's like, why can't you just attack when I have my armor on? I hate all these people showing up in the middle of the night. How dare you? Uh, So, bonus action, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. Um, and then as I uh, as I get up, how many of them do I see within, you know, a hundred and twenty feet of me? Uh, three. 
three. Okay, is there anybody on? Is there anyone on anyone right now? Uh, no, no, nobody's in melee with any of them. Okay, then the closest one, I will let loose two Eldritch Blasts at it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say the closest one is probably the second Iron Cobra. Okay. You can target the weaker one if you would like. Up to you. Okay, so the first, the first one misses with ten. That does miss. Um, then I'm going to aim at the weaker one. Okay. And that's a little bit better, a 17? That does hit. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, and of course, what do I roll on Eldritch Blast damage but a 1? Hey. Oh, so no. <laughs> one whole point of damage. This is just not a good day for me already. Ooh. Okay. It is holding on, unfortunately. The, the one point oh. of horse damage from Eldritch Blast is not enough to um, to diminish it, but um, but it does suffer from that damage. All right, new round, new card. Bad guys are on a six. Look, who else is on a six? E. Okay. So I believe. So Saride is first, and then Sarak. Okay, let's do it. Okay, oh. Sarai, Sarai. How many can I see? Three. Hold, <laughs> oh, please. Okay. <laughs> Holding. Magic missile. Okay. <laughs> What level? First. Okay. One dart for each. Yes, please. Okay. Nine. Well, if it's one dart for each, then it's uh, I need each dart individually. Okay, so two. Okay. Two, five. Two, two, five. The injured Hi. Iron Cobra continues to persist. Um, <laughs> he is hanging on. He's those last five hit points have been have been really hanging on for him. Um. Um. Hold on. <laughs> Just you wait. Just oh, hanging out much longer. <laughs> I don't know that I have any like attack bonus actions, but I'm checking. They are fuck this guy. <laughs> no, they are no. very rare. They are very rare to have attack bonus actions. Listen, me having attack anything is very rare. So, does <laughs> yeah. um, okay. anyone hurt? Anyone? <laughs> anyone? I mean, I I took damage. Couple of scratches. Yeah. All right. Healing word. <laughs> How generous. For who? Hold on. For Sorak. For Sorak. For Sorak. Okay. Six. Woo! Nice. Money, money, money. And actually, she'll say to him in in Sylvan the same thing she said to Talroth. <laughs> 
the, oh no, my love, you can't die. That's not what she said, <laughs> fuckface. <laughs> I mean, he remembers it so it, it's so weirdly, you know. Sirak, it's your turn. <laughs> Uh, with those with those words of encouragement now coursing <laughs> through him and confusing him, he runs up to uh, runs up oh, to the uh, <laughs> runs up to the uh, not the one that we've been focus firing on, but one of the other cobras. Got it. And he's gonna attack him. Um, he's gonna. Ah, uh, goddamn! Because that thing went away. Um, hey, because I have my uh, hunter's mark. Does that let me see where it is? You know you where it advantage. is, but you can't see it. Yeah. Okay, but is it still around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's underground. Can I... Can I try to, like, stab through the ground to hit it? <laughs> I will let you know, because you have the hunter's mark on it, that's not going to be effective. Okay, but like, is it still in the area where yes. we are? Yeah, okay. it is. If, if there was not a foot of dirt between you and it, you could attack it. But okay. nothing you can, you're not going to be able to stab into the ground with enough force to damage it and make it through the dirt. Okay. In that case, I will then, yeah, I will make two attacks on one of the other snakes. Okay. On the Iron Cobras. Got it. On the Iron Cobras. Okay. Uh, okay. Those are good. Um, the lowest is a... is a dirty 20. So then the both hit? Okay. I'm gonna do Planar Warrior, so um, the one will get an extra D... Uh, it gets two... it gets an extra D8 and it's all force damage on the first one. Awesome. All right, so that's six plus four for ten, plus three for thirteen on the first hit. Okay, nice. The second hit is going to be seven. Okay. Um, and that's just the second hit is just slashing. Um, Got it. And yeah, that'll be his attack. Okay, sounds good. So with the, with both blades and the planar warrior. Um, this Iron Cobra is into the bloodied range, uh, just just barely. Um, after Sorak, it is Clever Stitch. Okay, so first on that one that has like fucking three hit points left. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it. No sharpshooter, because yeah. all yeah. need it. Um, that is a. Um, oh, a natural three. So, <laughs> plus nine, 12, plus one. Is it a magical arrow? 13? Yeah. yeah. 13. 13. The magical arrow got you there. Hey. <laughs> so, that one's out. So, I, uh, I kill it. You do. Um, you do. <laughs> and yes, then well the done. One that was, the one that was just um, planar warrior. Okay. I'd like to hit it okay. as well. This one will be a sharpshooter. Okay. Um, and that's going to. B, um, a natural 18 um, mm-hmm. to hit. So that is, and I will make it a rasping arrow as well. 
Okay. So... Oh, they're snakes. So I'm probably immune to poison, huh? Um, they're not like real snakes. That's true, but they're also constructs. So they're probably immune to poison, but they're also probably immune to psychic. Fuck it. Whatever. Grasping arrow still. Is 16 points of, of... Sorry, 17 points of piercing damage and... Eight points of poison. You watch the poison run off of its scales, having yeah, no effect. On I figured. It. However, the um, vines still wrap around it, and its speed is reduced by ten, and it will take two d six slashing damage the first time on each time that it, on each turn that it moves. Okay, sounds good. Uh, That's it. After clever stitch, who's up? Uh, bad guys and Olorin. Bad guys. Uh, they got a dex of plus three, so I think they got you beat all around. I'm gonna go with yes. I think that is correct. <laughs> okay. Um, so, bursting up out of the ground. Um, the bronze scouts are going to initiate their lightning flare. So... The so things that are touching the ground within 15 feet of them, which feels like everybody. No, 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 I did not get out of the cart. Okay, <laughs> so you are still in the cart. Um, so everybody butts a ride. I need you guys to make three dexterity saving throws. I'll sing your stories. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 12, a 12, and a 22. Okay. So the DCs are, uh, they're all 13. So. I feel one of them. Okay. If you failed, you are going to take 16 points of lightning damage for each one that you failed. Eight points of lightning damage for the ones you succeeded. Oh, God. Hold on. I got to do some concentration stuff, too. I failed all three. Ooh. <laughs> oh, shit. So here, let me do math for a 16 per so it's, fight. Yeah, so that's 48 points of damage. Thank God for that mantle of inspiration. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I'm you ain't wrong. That would have made me unconscious if it wasn't for that. Fuck. Okay, concentration. 16, so it would be 10. Yeah, 3 three of 10 or better. Uh, natural 10 for the first one. Okay. Natural 20 for the second one. Okay. Natural 15 for the third one, so hey. the face stays up. Nice. I'll tell your stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it for you. You watch the Bronze Scouts uh, burst out their full amount of electricity. They are... Um, they are not exhausted, but they can't do that again. They only get they only get one charge of that per um, per day per rest. Good. Oh, I no. fucking hope so. Fuck. Um. 
Iron Cobras. Two Iron Cobras. There is no fear in this dojo. Um, so the one Iron Cobra that has the grasping arrow on it um, has to... Uh, I'm going to say it, it has to can... move. Right? Yeah, it can try and remove them with an athletics check, but it has no arms and hands. That's so... true. Yeah. Um, so it, it is going to take the slashing damage, and this is magical? Yes. So, so it is 11 points of slashing damage. So it's out. Nicely done. Yes. Nicely done. Clever Stitch. Six hit points left on that one as it wheels about, uh, prepares to coil up and, and um, snatch at, snap at uh, Sorak. It, um, the, the blades of that grasp uh, cut into it and it, it launches and then sort of falls flat um, just, just inches away from Bird. Um, yes. Brothers and, and Bitey Bites. Um, Carlos? Okay. No, you're good? Okay. So, last Iron Cobra. They are going to wheel about, and yes, yeah, Rock, you're the one that is closest to them, so they are going to make that attack against you. Bring it on. Uh, natural 15 plus 5, 20 to hit. Okay, don't bring it on that hard, though. Okay, so that <clears throat> is six points of piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Ah, yes, constitution. Ooh, there we go. That was almost really good. Uh, four? Okay. Uh, roll me a d6, please. Oh, good. Six. You are paralyzed until the end of your next turn. Understood. The Iron oh, Cobra no. bites into the Foghorn Leghorn uh, bird thigh, uh, piercing past your leather armor, and you, you feel this injection of poison course up into your body. Your muscles lock up. Uh, as your body tries to fight off the poison, but but it fails to do so. That is it for the bad guys. Who is up next? Olaroon. 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 Cole. 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 What am? what I'm going to do, because if I get in... Look, I might die. <laughs> um, Join the club. <laughs> Tell yeah, me about oh. it. It's the curse of not I'm being trying. able to wear heavy armor. We're all um, there with you. Uh, let's see. Who's... I'm going to move up to the... Who's the biggest one? Uh, there's one Iron Cobra that is pretty healthy that is left. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bonus action Hexblade Curse that one. Okay. And I'm going to move it to melee range and hit it really okay. hard. let's do it. Don't me now. That's a natural 20, baby! Yes. Nice! Nice. Uh, so I will also be throwing a second level Divine Smite onto that. Because nice. Uh, I did make a slight adjustment to the to the critical rules. We talked about it last week. Um, ooh, I'm gonna yeah. put my box cutter down, so I'm not just waving it around. 
Um, <laughs> I just fiddle with things off camera, so that was one of them. Um, so you get max damage for your base weapon, um, and any any damage dice that you would have declared before making the attack. So things like Divine Smite and other abilities like that that you put on afterwards, you get double the dice, but you have to roll all of the dice. So. Okay, that's cool. Um, so I rolled, so that's, uh, so base damage, I rolled a seven. Okay. Plus eight for my dueling and, and Hexblade's curse stuff. Okay. Uh, so that's 15 plus another eight from the initial, like, max roll. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is 23 Three. points of damage. Yep. 23 points of damage. Um, and so I will roll... 6d8 yep. of Divine Smite damage. Sounds good. 4, 5, 6. Uh, not bad. Uh, for another 31 points of Smite damage. Okay, so with a total of 54 points of Smite damage, enough to one-shot this, uh, this Iron Cobra at full health. It was only missing 5 hit points. So even, even without that you summon the the power uh, of I want to say Grayskull, but I know that's not right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the and so the smite erupts. You behead this Iron Cobra. It doesn't spray blood, but the the gears and the oils and the lubricants sort of go scattering out across the across the um, campsite. Anything else, Olero? Uh, as it falls, I'm going to turn to them and be like, going back to sleep. And I just start walking back to my, my Still area. Three scouts. There are more enemies. Still got oh, three scouts. Yeah. Sorry. Forgot about that. I raised We're back to sleep. We're back to sleep. It's fine. We got it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's all I can do anyway. So, uh, and I do gain nine hit points back. Okay, awesome. Uh, that sounds that sounds good. Who's who's next? New round. Uh, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm up. Okay, those in. Yeah. Okay, so this may determine what I do. What? <laughs> it's been months. Yeah. When we were dipping things, making them adamantine, that was a thing, right? Like yeah. that wasn't a different campaign that I was in. Nope. Okay, great. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm sure that I dipped my shield in it, but there is no such thing as an adamantine shield on no. D&D Beyond. Yeah. So, um, would I assume that I did that? Because <laughs> I knew I didn't do my mace, because I said that that was my replicas of my mother's mace, so it's backstory stuff. Okay. So, um, if that's the case, then uh, I'm going to run up to one of the little snake thingies. Okay. And I am going to improvise weapon and try to smash it with my shield. Cool. Knowing that non-magical weapons don't do anything. Yeah, that sounds good. You can do that. Uh, you don't get the proficiency bonus to the attack roll. And then I believe it's a D4 plus your strength minus one. Got it. So it's just uh, just D20 straight. Uh, plus your strength modifier. Oh, that's a natural 19. That'll hit. D4 is 2 plus my strength 
which is, sorry, four, so six damage. Six damage. Okay, nice. Yeah, it, the, go, it, goes, a... it goes through. You hit one of the bronze scouts. Um, it does It does the full six damage. Great. Uh, bonus action. I'm healing wording myself. Nicely done. And I'll just do the math on my end. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. I was just double-checking improvised weapons, um, objects that bear no resemblance to a weapon. Uh, I mean, whatever. D4. Um... Yeah, great. Okay. It all works. After those in new round. Scouts are on an ace. Ah. All three of them are up. So it is going to be Olarun, Sirak, Thosin, in that order. Oh, are the scouts not going? Yeah, they are. They're, 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 they're attacking. attacking. They're the attacking. three of you in that order. Oh, those are the attacks attacking us in that order. <laughs> yeah. Got it. I thought you meant us. Nope. Never mind. My apologies. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah, my apologies. Um, Olarun, that is a 22 to hit. Durak, that is a 23 yeah, to hit. Uh, Thosin, that is a 19 to hit. I'm pretty sure that hits everybody. Um, it is going to be eight points of damage total. Uh, yes, correct. Five piercing, three lightning. Um, also, you have the ability to uh, roll again against me because I am paralyzed. Oh, thank you. And for, any creature that hits this honest. creature, it's a, if it's a, criti- it's a critical hit, if it's an attack within five feet of the creature. Okay, so let, let's add... Um, that is an additional... For our critical rules, that's an additional 10 points of, of damage. 19 damage? 18. 18. Oh, oh, good, good. No, I'm down. <laughs> uh, the one the one that attacked me, Yeah. Um, I'm going to need it to make a dex saving throw. Okay. DC 16. Dex saving throw with its magical resistance... Uh, is a 15. It fails. Ah, it fails. Uh, that is, um, uh, since I didn't declare what spell level it was, I'm just going to say it was level one. Okay. Um, so that is, uh, 14 points of radiant damage. Okay. As, uh... (laughs) I use the old, the new, well, the, it's not old, it's new. I haven't used it before. Uh, Heavenly Rebuke, which is the uh, celestial counterpart to Hellish Rebuke. Nicely done. So, Heavenly Rebuke, yes. Um, it that That's going to take that Bronze Scout out as the radiant energy bursts up and over it. It begins to pierce through its metal skin and it falls out, erupted on. Um... Okay, after the back end. Concentration stays up, by the way. Thank you. Nice. Who's up? That's me. That's you. Do it, Clever Stitch. Um, 
<clears throat> one <clears throat> one um, on each of them, both. Uh, and what's that called? Sharpshooter. The, the, yeah, the one that I always do. Okay. Um. Uh, that is a natural nineteen and a natural eight, or no, sorry, natural eighteen and a natural seven, but plus the plus ones. I always forget. <laughs> okay. Um. So both of those will hit. Um. So that is. Okay. So even the seven. Oh wait, no, the seven won't. I forgot because of sharpshooter. Because that's eight plus four, twelve. So that one will miss. Yeah. Um, but the other one, however, is not very good damage. 16 points of damage. The 16 is enough to kill the attacker on Sorak. I'm going to say you Perfect. targeted that one first because he's yep. the one that fell. Because he is unconscious. Yeah. So yes. so going for that guy. Um, the one that is attacking Thozen, you... Tr- you try to take the aim and really hit that pinpoint. It shifts just enough, and the arrow glances on the side. Uh, just doesn't get a get the penetration it needs. Um, Dang. Who's up next? Olorun. All right, Olorun. Uh, so I uh, it's two down. Um, the stitch is looking rough. Well, not stitch. Um, Sorak's down. Uh, there's only one left, right? Correct. Um, you know what? I'm going to get all my spell slots back, hopefully. Um, so I'm just going to go up and try and smite this one, too. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so that is... Oh, well. Uh, the duality of man, that's a natural one. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> The sword comes swinging through. Um, it, it's going to hit the dirt. Um, you feel it sort of ring and vibrate in your hand, and uh, and you feel a slight pang of guilt and disappointment as your as your patron goes. Is that how you would use me? You would throw me oh, in the dirt? Oh no! And this is and then. And I just think to myself, this is why I wanted to just go back to sleep. <laughs> I, wanted to, I, wanted to, I wanted to end on a high note. I should have stayed asleep. <laughs> I should have stayed asleep. All right. Sorry about that, Olorun. Who's up next? I think it's me. All right. Uh, yes. We got. So there's one melee on me, correct? Correct. Yours is the last one. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to improvise weapon with my shield one more time. Okay. Sounds good. Natural 20. Okay, so that is four points. You get to roll a d4 and add your strength to it. And then as a half-orc, I took the savage attacker side of it. So I do an extra damage die, right? That's correct. Yep. So you roll 2d4. One and one plus <laughs> four on strength, so six on my end. All right, so um, so max, ten. ten, yeah, plus the max, so ten. Okay, so that one is is up. It is barely holding on. <laughs> Any bonus actions you would like to do? Um, I'm going to use my um, the wait. I'm trying to think of the shield. 
Oh, that is a bonus action to use my shield uh, push, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. And no, I'm not going to do that. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word on Sorak. Okay. Thozen reaches out. A mystical word of healing leaves his lips as the energy flows over Sorak's body. His uh, spirit rallies and he recovers seven hit points. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's a good For healing word. Yeah. Uh, all right. After uh, next, it is Sarai. Right. Thank you. Is Sarak still paralyzed? He would be. Yes. Until the end. Then of this I'm turn. going to run over to him. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> Arwen forehead kiss him. Okay. And cast. <laughs> okay. And then. Lesser restoration. restoration I, be- I believe is what you said. Yes, lesser restoration to take away paralyzed. Great. And then bonus action, um, mantle of inspiration for everybody. Mm-hmm. Nice. And if I have any movement left, <laughs> I'm running behind Ozen. If if you use your reaction, uh, you can move behind those. I don't. I don't get those. It's oh, only four people. It's then, for everybody except for her. It's then, everyone but me because I'm a fucking saint. Uh, <laughs> what? Then no. Well, listen. You aren't awed by your own beauty. This is just an everyday <laughs> for you. <laughs> can I you made her look at my shield in the mirror. So <laughs> You accidentally what? catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and you're like, huh. <laughs> it's like Medusa, but not stone. Instead, inspiring. All right. And last yeah. but not least on the round is Sorak. Um, So I'm going to use my reaction. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'm not going to use my reaction. Well, you, yeah. You so might I'm as just well use stand it to up. stand up. Yeah. No, I'm not using my reaction to stand up. I'm using half my movement to stand up. Okay. Um, and there's only one guy left, right? Yep. All right. Uh, should we hit him? Or should, you know what? No, I'm feeling squirrely. Um, I'm going to look back at Saride, and I'm going to say, Thank you so much! And I'm going to Misty Step 30 feet away. Okay. <laughs> and um, just uh, drop the swords, draw the bow, and kapow you for one shot. Okay, let's do it. Oh, two shots, sorry. Yep. Okay. Uh, ew. Gross. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's that. Uh, so that's a 14 and a 13. Both will hit. Okay. And, uh... There's that, there's that. I'll use my bonus action to cast, um, Planar Warrior on the one attack. Mm-hmm. Where's my other D8? So that's gonna be... 5 plus 7 for a 12 plus... Eight for twenty damage. That's showtime. Woo! Nicely done. 
Uh, talk to us, buddy. What happens? Um, so, uh, Surak stands up and looks at Sarai and says thank you, and then in a swirling gray uh, force-type energy surrounds him, and he disappears from where he is and reappears 30 feet um, behind uh, from where he was. And as he reappears, you see the blades drop from his hand, and he reaches back, pulls out his bow, and as he pulls out the bow, two arrows are coming with the bow out of the quiver and, uh, and lets it through and hits on each side of the uh, of the cobra's hood. Mm-hmm. It has the two markings and hits like bullseye, one on each of them. Nicely done. Um, as you guys look around, you can see the, the students' magics and the other guards uh, sort of driving off the last of, of the cobras and... Um, putting down the last few of, of the scouts. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Yell at them for not helping me. <laughs> Screamers! Yeah. Screamers! I'm gonna make that little man love me. Screamers! <laughs> you, go, you go looking for Screamers? Yes! Okay. Um, roll me a percentile. Oh my god. Screamers is dead. And right after he said all those nice things about me on my review. Six? A six? Okay. Because it was a six and then two zeros, right? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... As you are looking for Screebers, um, you you come looking at your call. Are you calling his name as you're wandering around? Oh no, she's like skirts up, slow mo running. Screebers, <laughs> Screebers. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, as as that is as that is happening. Um, for, oh man, uh, for, for comical effect, I would like you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Fourteen? <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen. Okay. So as you are running skirt up high, stepping it through the camp, looking for Screebers, Screebers head pops up out of one of the bronze uh, scouts uh, burrowed holes uh, and and you almost trips you almost trips you you do um, you do sort of step over him is very much a what is it I'm here and make froze and we lost her yeah and that was it Oh no! I'm not gonna lie. When he said Screamer's head, I was expecting it to be just his head. Oh no! <laughs> no! 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 He's he's um, he's more resilient than that. Unfortunate, uh, or fortunately, I like. How dare you? Yes, fortunately. Yeah, fortunately. I do like Screamer's. Um, Are you back? Let's do this. Let, it is 9:44 at the moment. Let's take a five-minute break. Um, let everybody's connections catch up and all of that 
and uh, we are going to be back right around 9.50. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, we are going to see you in just a few minutes, but until then, stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Matthew, and I'm playing Clever Stitch, the Tabaxi Arcane Archer. Pew, pew, pew. Cool, and I am playing the unapologetically black ASMR warlock paladin, Bolarun Dawnseeker. I love you, Cole. I'm Megan, and I'm playing Sarai Landir, the Eldrin Glamour Bard. I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sarak, the Arakakra Horizon Walker Ranger. And I'm Carlos, I'm playing Thosin Fahrenheit, the half orc tiefling forge cleric. Okay, so uh, you guys have just been assaulted by Guardians of the Ancient Wonders here in the Four Point Farms. Um, you're, you were able to repel the Iron Cobras. Uh, those Bronze Scouts were far more dangerous than the Iron Cobras. I think only one person got bit by a Cobra. Um, so that was interesting. Um, you guys have uh, been recovering pieces from them. Um, just the metals are semi-precious themselves. So I will say that for each one, you guys pick up like, mm, let's call it 20 gold pieces worth of material. So, so there's that. Um, Screevers um, comes sort of popping popping up out of one of the bronze uh, scout holes because they burrow underground. They are medium-sized. He is small, so he can fit in them. Uh, so Ride nearly tripped over him, but gracefully leapt uh, over over his his um, his head as he came up. Scrapers, are you alright? Yes, I am fine. Are you okay? I mean... The others got a little banged up a bit, but uh, did it? Did you get hurt? Did it bite you? Bite you at all? Get, do you no. need to heal it? No, I am fine. Thank you. Your healing is your offer of healing is much appreciated. But no, I am doing all right. I um, I saw them coming, and then they were here, and I was like, oh, and I thought, Screamers, for your next performance review, you said your goal was to. Not just protect the carts, but that you were to be more contributive. And so I thought, how can I be more contributive? And Screamers said, Screamers, you should see what's in the hole. And I did. And what did you find? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's the contributing part to the contributive. So... A report on the scout's hole by Screamers. She will, like, Snow White fluff her dress and sit down. (laughs) It is dark and full of dirt. But if you go deep enough, it is hard and chompy. I did not go through the chompy. It was sort of not chompy chompy, 
but like oh was it mechanical yes oh and about how far down Screamers is not good with distances. There, neither am I, honestly. I just thought it was the right question to ask. It is a very good question. However, Screamers moves at the speed of plot, more so than a traditional um, moving speed. So, we should never really assume that what Screamers travels in a given combat scenario is reasonably travelable by other people. We will assume that Screamers knows the ancient magics of being in important places. Ah, right. Screamers of Clan McGuffin, of course. Yes, well, uh, let's not use that word. That's a, that feels, that feels derogatory or, you know, fourth wall breaking, really. That's fair. I don't feel like the world's really ready for that yet, do you? No, no. Screamers needs to be Screamers and not Deadpool, so, you know, we'll stick with Screamers. So Ride will stare into the camera like she's Jim on The Office, and then go join the rest of them. <laughs> My apologies. Anachronism, anachronism. I, I want Screamers to be able to give you guys information like that and stuff, but, but it's also like three rounds of combat, how far could he have realistically gotten to to have three rounds of combat and then be back, you know, having explored something. So we'll say in, in real in in reality, it, it's probably he doesn't come back up for probably five minutes after after the fight. Um when they get back, how is everyone else looking? Around the camp? Like us. How are you all looking? Oh. I mean, I'm not looking great, but I, I think if I finish my rest, hopefully, I would look better. Nothing, nothing a, a good rest will take, won't take care of. Well, all right. Um, yeah. Well, then can you get some, is it safe to go back to sleep then? Hopefully, I will finish my rest and tend to my wounds and then... We will hopefully finish the rest of our rest. Yeah, you all, you all go to sleep. I'll, I'll watch out. No, I'll, I'll stay up with you. And then I'll... You need to get a full night. I'm I'm up now. It's fine. You sure? I'm sure. Okay. I kiss her on the forehead and go to bed. You guys spend. Bye. You guys spend um, the next eight hours resting. It takes you later into the morning than you had initially hoped, but after having the middle of your night disrupted, it, it just sort of happens. Um, you all do recover your hit points in the morning. Um, what would you guys like to do today? If. Screamers said something about there being metallic chompy chompies somewhere underground. Perhaps we try and find a cave that leads down to this chompy chompy mechanical underground. 
I think it's just the burrowing tunnels. That's what it seems like. I mean, we could go back to the one that he popped out of. Yeah, I mean, they were... They were medium-sized creatures, so possibly we can fit in their tunnels, or is that a little... Uh, looking at the tunnels, you guys could fit in them. It is, um, it is a little tight, for sure. Um, you're... So they're medium-sized creatures, but they're not of medium-sized creature, like, height. Sure. Right? So it's sort of like walking, it's sort of like working like a dwarven tunnel, right? All of you, except for maybe Sorak, although his wings are very big, his height his, is actually pretty short. Uh, the rest of you guys are going to be like hunched over. You're going to, you're going to be doing the, um, the universal video game sneaky walk, <laughs> which no human can do for more than like 10 feet before they're like, God, this is awful. I'll just be found. Come on. <laughs> um. Alright, perhaps we... Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can go down there just because I'm wondering if that's where they're coming from, if that'll lead down there to where they came from. Um, thoughts? I'm good with it. As long as I'm fit, uh, I sit, I guess. <laughs> Did not know that Thousand was a cat. I was just trying to uh, relate. Is it... Is, is that, <laughs> it uh, oh, sorry. I was... Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's go and let's go into this burrow. Stupid Before we go down there, I touch Sarak's bow and cast the Blessing of the Forge on his bow. <laughs> Plus one to, uh, I think it's damage only. I don't think it's the actual, I'll double check, but um, your bow is magical. Okay. Who is leading their way into... Burrow tunnels. Probably a rock or clever stitch. Like, rock you have a better perception than I do, and we're both relatively sneaky-ish. I like the sound of it. <laughs> Goggles. Okay. Um. Wh- who's who? What's the order? Who's second? Clever Stitch is second. Who's third? Okay. Third. The ride is third. Who's fourth? That could be fourth. Okay, so Olorun, you're bringing up the rear. Sounds good. Okay. You I'm guys... gonna turn back real quick. Wait, uh, Clever Stitch, are we... We're tr- are we trying to be sneaky as we go through here? I have no clue. <laughs> Do we want to be sneaky as we go through here? We can try. Well, only because I can help with that. Ah. <laughs> um. I mean, it can't hurt. Although, and he's gonna lean into Sirak. 
two of those, two of them are really, really loud and clanky. Um, so I don't really know. Yeah, maybe I will do it. (laughs) Uh, with that being said, I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace on us. Perfect. Okay. Sounds good. We get plus 10 to our stealth rolls. Nice. Nice. So the um, the tunnels are about five feet in diameter. They are mostly round. Um, so everybody that is taller than five feet, guess what? You're squatting as you are, yep, as you're making your way through there. Mr. Um, Rock, you are keeping your eyes peeled. Your passive perception is, is more than enough. You can see the the divots and the breaks in the... What's up, Olerun? Did you have something? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. The stretch looked like a, a wave for attention. So, um, as you are making your way down into these, into these tunnels, um, you can see the divots where the bronze scouts, they're, they're like those wheel things that you see, their, their version of legs. Um, sort of pierce into the dirt and the rock and stuff and give them the ability to climb around. You can also see where Screever's, um, his little claw marks and, and foot marks uh, have uh, have been made. Um, it is about five minutes. Uh, let me rephrase. It's about three minutes in um, when, Sirak, you see that the tunnel takes a sharp turn. Uh, what has been sort of Maybe like a spiral or a weave and, and like a little bit more of like a, a serpentine kind of thing. Very much becomes just like a like a straight like waterfall slide drop down. And, um, and actually the sharp incline that leads into it. So you can see it's about, it's about 20 feet of, of like slip and slide incline down and then it looks like it levels off into a uh, just like a drop um okay um so it looks like we got about a 20 foot drop coming up uh do we want me to try to like glide down and check out what's at the bottom of that before we send everyone down can you with how cramped it is I mean I can try If you want to, I will back you. I, if if you fail, I will climb down and try and help you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can I uh, make me an I try to acrobatics check, please? Yeah. What what is your wingspan, Sirak? Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah. That's a question. <laughs> I thought it was like six feet. I thought. I It could very well be. I don't know if it's stated anywhere in the Aarakocra general wingspan. How tall are you? Uh, like five... What was it? Like five, 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 six? I thought you were like five foot. Oh, no. Like I was three, real short. Three, yeah, you're yeah. real short, dude. No, I'm like four. I, I think it was four, eight. That was it. Yeah. It was super short. Yeah. Yeah, I think like the mention was it would be at least six feet. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's almost like double your height is your wingspan. 
Um, so, but it, the tunnel's too big for you to full-on fly. But I would like an acrobatics check. I will give you advantage uh, because you can at least attempt to wing fall with grace. He's falling with... All right, so mm-hmm. that'll be uh, <laughs> uh, 18. Okay, 18 is more than enough. You go sliding down um, down the, the slide portion of it. Uh, your talons sort of scraping into into the floor, um, catching the dirt just enough. When you come into the uh, just full-on drop, it is about another 20 feet straight down. And um, you you open your wings just enough, not enough that you can't open them fully, but you sort of spread them out and catch a bit of the air, and uh, you're able to kind of grab onto one of the sides with your with your talon and, and just descend in a very controlled fashion, which is lucky because at the bottom of the um, pit there is a metal iris that is that is closed. Um, I think uh, sort of that old school like colander style but with the a little like rose of blades or, or rose flower flower of blades up around the top that's really part of that iris so it looks like it'll it'll open um out and then it sort of closes and it's kind of in this sharp point down there make sure you come down carefully <laughs> There's a big piece of metal at the bottom of the slide. It looks like it might hurt. I turned to Sarai and I was like, well, that ruins my idea. I was just thinking about going on a sledding on my (laughs) shield, but okay. That sounds better than just straight falling into knives. I mean... I have rope. How long have you had rope, Stitch? Always. Always. So if you if you will want to, I can try and help lower you down, and then I can I can climb down pretty easy. Oh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't want to. To mess up your precious rope there. You know, you're saving it for something special, clearly. <laughs> in moments of peril. So please keep it in pack and we're gonna take we're gonna take our, our try our he luck. He had wings. <laughs> he had wings. I he can fly down. I can uh, but you all don't have wings or claws. <laughs> claws. Seeing how upset Sarite is, I'm going to take my 50 foot of rope that I was pulling out of my bag and slowly put it back in my bag and be like... Anybody else got a rope? Anyone a fucking show? <laughs> if you need a hand, I have some rope down here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um... It's fine, we can use the rope. I I would like to real quick ask a question. Didn't you guys get a rope of climbing at one point, or is that a different no. game? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Yes, yes, it was us. 
Yes, we do have a rope of climbing, actually. I thought and we did. I hope not. I don't think you did. <laughs> no. So, hey, we got a rope of... Well, fucking hell, when was someone going to remind me about the rope of climbing? I forgot the ditch was in... I forgot the ditch was in the handy haversack. I apologize. Oh, it's I am, Stitch. I'm really just a broken face and I say nice things. That's it. It's your Turns- job to make sure my lily white ass doesn't fucking get spiked down there. Turns out it's actually in my possession, so I will pull it out of the handy haversack. And here's the rubble climbing. Oh, ha, ha. I mean... Um, it, you have to anchor it to something, It'll, but it'll knot itself for you. Yeah, I will give it the command word to knot itself, and then, um, let me see. I, don't think I just remember have... you guys being super excited about getting the because rope of climbing. Rope of climbing is fucking baller as shit, but yeah. we haven't needed to use it since we got it, so I forgot about it. <laughs> From the looks of it, you're not the only one. Yeah, yeah. I think all of you forgot about it. But I've never I, used I, one in a game, so I don't know what they do. They're <laughs> awesome. They can like they can tie themselves into knots at um, even increments to make it much, much, much easier to climb because it becomes like a knotted rope instead of just like a solid one. And then I think it can also tie itself around an anchor magically without you having to worry about tying a good knot. However, we don't have an anchor, so... Do we not have pittance? Um, I... Let me check my bag. If you have rope, you have pittance. Is that how you pronounce it? I not thought it was necessarily. python. <laughs> Whatever, you got giant metal sticks! <laughs> not necessarily. I have a potion of climbing in my bag. Does this... No? We're saying these things, person. no! <laughs> Uh, Wait, no, I'm just kidding. I don't have one. I have an excavation kit. (laughs) Um, I have all of nothing. (laughs) Maybe if one of you had a potion of climbing, or maybe a rope of climbing, it would make this easier for you. I could have sworn that I had that pythons came, or pittons came in a adventuring gear Thing, but apparently not. I think that's the Dungeoneers pack. Oh, um, yeah. We have climbing packs, though. We got them. We got them specifically when we geared up. Oh, then perfect. Then we have them. <laughs> so I, we put one in the ground, rope of climbing around it, and voila. I'm so glad you said that, because I was about to tease you guys mercilessly that you have <laughs> three like solid episodes of, of shopping and buying things <laughs> and that you pick up fucking and straight and knew there were mountains in the way, right? Like, no, that's why. Yeah. I remember Ulrun and Talroth specifically got climbing gear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I picked my next favorite terrain as mountains. <laughs> specifically for this. <laughs> God damn it! Um, Someone just lower me down this damn hole. Listen, it's, it's the, the rope of climbing has knotted itself. Yes. It's tied itself around a pit and climb down. That's fine. You, you guys, you do climb down safely. Well, so here's the little here's the thing. I will say that Sirak plus maybe one other person can stand at the bottom of the five foot area. Like you're kind of squeezed in there, so you'd mm. be kind of pressed up against the blades or like standing on the sides of them. Um, it is closed at the moment. That iris, that bladed iris. 
So um, you other people can look and be like on the rope, clever stitch. You can climb. You can you know cap haul onto the side, right? But it, it you you can't really put more than two people at the bottom of it. Um, so what would you? How would you guys? like to you all get in the cylinder let's go ahead and call it that um so you can at least kind of see a little bit maybe past your friends um if we are sticking with the same order uh then it is sorakin clever stitch down bottom uh olorun and or olorun and thosen on the rope of climbing uh excuse me sarayd and thosen on the rope of climbing and then olorun probably still up top um Apparently, we have a chime of opening mm-hmm. on the on the loot sheet. Yep. I, it can be used up to ten times before it cracks and becomes useless. And I have no clue how many times it's been used. All right. I believe um, I believe if, it had four charges on it when you got four charge. Okay. Got I know it. that we haven't used you it. You have not. No. But I believe gotcha. it, it was either four or six. I, I want to say four. All right, for now, I will write down four charges left mm-hmm. on the loot sheet, and then if somebody uh, realizes that was different, then it will be modified, but we can use that. I also don't mind just giving, giving it a look-see and seeing if it can be opened mundanely, but I think that the time of opening is kind of just our best bet. Okay. Uh, make um, an investigation check, uh, Clever Stitch. Sirak, are you good at investigation checks? Um, you know, I'm really much better at just kind of looking at things in general and see, you know, perceiving things on an interesting level. All right, um, Saride, you're better at the eyeball thing, right? I can help, I think, from up All here. All right, um, yeah, just to kind of get the best the best eyes on this I will, I will so uh so before Sarai goes down I'm going to tap her then and she's like and I'm like good luck and I'm going to cast enhance ability um, which one is this one intelligence fox is cunning so it gives you advantage on all intelligence based nice uh, checks okay Fuck you. so with advantage for one hour Nicely done. Thirteen. Okay. Um, so it is not. Uh, it is not trapped. It itself is a trap, um, but it is. It is not a, a traditional trap, sort of thing. Uh, the danger is clearly obvious on it. Um, a tinkering check could potentially open it. Thieves' tools are not useful here because um, it's not a traditional door, or um, like a heavy enough, strong enough person, like maybe Thosin's hammer could like hammer it, uh, hammer it open, but it might snap back shut. Um, so I have Tinker's tools, but I am not proficient in them yet. <laughs> that was actually the thing I wanted to Work learn on. after. Yeah, I'm so. I mean, yeah. you, you would you would try at disadvantage, not being proficient at them, because you you don't get your proficiency bonus because you don't really know how to use it. But it's more the fact that this is a clearly a like contraption uh, that you're just like fumbling at. 
basically with those. All right. Or trying okay. to hammer open with like a, a big hammer. All right, then I guess we charm of opening it. Yeah, are uh, you doing that, or did you want Thorson to try? If, if you think you can, I mean, the only, um, the only thing I. I'm a little worried about if you hammer it open, is it just snap and shut again behind us? Well, I also don't have a hammer. I have a mace, and I'm afraid to break it. <laughs> <laughs> this is fair. Um, I could put the shield in front of me and try to shield bash the thing. Cause... You're a blacksmith. You have a hammer. You at least have a blacksmithing hammer. Oh, I thought you meant like a ha- like a war hammer. I thought okay. you meant like a baby hammer. <laughs> I mean, well, it's I mean a tool, a hammering well, I, tool. I got it. Oh, yeah, I have that. Yeah, <laughs> I have. A, I have a, I'm proficient in blacksmith tools, sure. so I have that. I mean, also, yeah. So, what is often forgotten is that with most doors, you can just attempt to damage it enough to break it. Yeah. So, I mean, does it have hinges? Can I just like pop the little things that hold the hinges together? No, it's not. It's not really hinges. It's um, it. Have you ever seen Stargate? Yes. SG one. That. Yep. It's that thing. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. If you guys think that it doesn't matter for it to be broken, then I will hammer it open. Either way works for me. As you climb down, she'll pat you and uh, inspiration. Oh, that's my butt. Thank you. (laughs) So, what should I roll? Uh, Make a strength check. Athletics. That is a 14? Add your inspiration. Fifteen. So you, you start to you start to open it, you start to sort of hammer at it, and it, it begins to sort of twist open. Um, but I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. And who is down there with Thozen while he's working? Sirak, then Sirak, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw as well. So it's 15 mm-hmm. without the shield master's bonus. You you but, can't use your shield at the moment because you're you're using both hands to work on this. That's what I figured. So it's a 15. 15 still succeeds. 15 is the DC. Okay, I got 16 on the dice, and that's 16 plus 7, so it's 20, 22, 23. Okay, so you guys are both going to take half uh, half damage on the piercing damage. Um, or slashing, excuse me, slashing damage. So that is 15 points of damage halved to 8. As the blades snap back up, um, you guys dodge out of the way, but it still catches part of your thighs. You, you can feel it sort of pierce in um, and... and has you're lucky, uh, Thosin, if, if you roll real poorly on that, you could see where you were like trying to push push it open. Uh, and when it snaps shut, if your hand or any part of you is in there, you can lose a limb. Um, so if you fail the DC by more than five, 
there's a there's a chance to lose a limb. Next time I'm throwing it with my feet because I need my hands. <laughs> yep. Do you want to try again or do you want to use the chime? Let's use the chime. Chime. <laughs> I get the chime and I um, start switching places with Stitch again and make my way up. Um. We strike it as an action and point it at an object within 120 feet that can be opened, such as a door. Mm-hmm. It issues a clear tone, and one lock or latch on the object opens. Okay. Great. It's like noises off with us switching spaces in this little yeah. it's, cubicle and climbing back up. Mm-hmm. It's the worst yeah. RPG puzzles where you have to keep switching party members to move them out of the way to get to the party <laughs> member you need. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, so That's the tra- parking, lot, the parking lot game where you have to move one car in order to move the other and uh-huh. you're trying to get the car out. Yep. Um, the chime rings out. It is a loud, clear tone in this dense space. It's nice that the dirt is soft to sort of absorb that sound. Um, and you hear the the latching that basically the mechanism that causes the iris to spring back up disengages. So nice. now with with no need for a check it's actually very easy once that that pressure that auto closer is is off you're able to um with that with the hammer and pr- very protective protected against these uh, sharp blades um open it back up um it is dark underneath there but it is metallic um it is um it's like an ancient um like service corridor um, the ground, it, it is lined in concrete and lead, you think, maybe? Um, there is a ominous sort of red glow that is, um, that is uh, filling the underground space. Um, but it is worked, prepared, brass, bronze, steel, maybe? Um, with like kind of a catwalk grate, bunch of tubes. It reminds me very much of the workshop that um, Kenneth had at the beginning of the night. The orc. Let's go in, Kenneth. Huh. Well, this is odd. I guess let's keep going. Okay. As well. You descend into the tunnel, and the latch behind you is is disengaged. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to reinitiate at any point. At least not right, not right now. It is a tunnel. It is about 10 feet in diameter. There is a graded catwalk uh, on the floor. It is very loud in here. Just hitting anything sort of sends echoes bouncing through the um, through the metal tube. Um, is, it, is it? Is there any light, or is it all dark? There is a light at the end of the tunnel on the catwalk. It is this red sort of spinning 
spiraling, almost siren-like motion. There is no alarm, but it is disorienting. Um, the tunnel travels, let's say, east to west, and you guys um, are standing uh, about a quarter of the way from from the west side. Um, that, that would kind of travel a little little further back east. It looks like there are some additional corridors that would travel uh, north and south as as you are going. Um, and but this tunnel stretches at least 120 feet um, before before it ter it terminates into a T. Hmm. What would you guys like to do? Any any opinions on which way we need to go once we hit the hit the T? I choose right. All right. <laughs> I'm trying. I feel I feel like I feel like we don't have any direction on like which one is which. So I guess we uh, choose follow that as far as we can, and then if we have to, turn back around and go the other way. I'm trying to think yeah. if I if I. Uh, prepared to locate object because if so, we're looking for like the objects that I saw and that guy's when he told us to come here, right? I mean, oh, does it matter? I don't have it. Never mind. <laughs> Can I, at disadvantage, try a perception check at the T to see if there's movement on either um, end? I'll say with your passive perception, you don't you don't see movement. Down this tunnel. Okay. Okay. I know it's kind of useless, but can we sneak? You do still have pass without a trace. It will help you. You can attempt yeah. to do so. Alright. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, that's good. Yeah. A nineteen the... plus seven for twenty-six plus ten thirty-six. Nice. 27. 34. 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. Oh, baby. Right. I rolled a 4. Oh, oh, Are you just not stealthing? You're just not even trying. Cole. Cole. You with us? Cole. Yeah. Um, stealth? Uh, that is not good. Um, because it never is. Um, you do have plus 10 from, you do have plus 10 from Pass Without Trace. Natural one. Ooh. <laughs> So eleven? So 11. At least eleven. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean it's it's a twelve, but like I and I roll with disadvantage. Did I roll double ones is the real question. No, I rolled a one and a nine, but I'm changing my dice on D D Beyond. <laughs> um as you guys are traveling, uh Olorun's footsteps are occasionally heard, so with those ones. But what is what makes more noise in general is the shifting of the graded floor, um, and the 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 pipes and things that hold it up. It seems to have a little bit of give 
to it. Um, so it's kind of a noisy catwalk anyway. Mm. Um, as you guys are making your way down the tunnel to the east, um, before you go the 120 feet, at uh, 30 feet, there is a path that leads uh, to the south. Um, at 60 feet, there's a path that leads to the north. And then at 90 feet, there's another path that leads to the north. Um, as you're approaching those, Tarak, you're, you're sort of the first one. You look down them. You can see more red flashing lights of, of sort of warning and, um, and like an ominous, ominous call of danger, clearly. Um, you watch, you listen. Everybody holds still long enough. You, you don't see or hear a lot of movement um, initially. And you sort of proceed um, as you are going. And you're coming up to the northern, uh, first northern one. Um, you stop and listen. You look. You, you cast your eyes far to the north. This northern one is a is a short uh, little alcove hole. Um, looks like there's a door um, on there, a cylindrical door. Uh, not the full iris effect, but a similar spinning lock. Things are very circular here. Um, if you'd like to, does it have like a a porthole or a window in it that we no, could maybe look through? Nothing you can look through. No, you can see that there is like a twisting lock latch mechanism um, that you. At a glance, thing which just takes like a, a bit of strength to open, um, but you could it, investigate it. It doesn't iris, so I'm picturing like a hobbit door. It's a hobbit door in shape, uh, like a um, like a submarine uh, bulkhead door. Uh, ah, but it it hinges. It does. Yes, it does hinge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. If, um, if, if this is similar to the first one, would I be able to do a tinkering check? You said with a disadvantage um, to try to open it. Looking at this one, it uh, you you don't know if it's locked, but it is very different than the first one. Okay, then never mind. I mean, strength. The, yeah, there's like a wheel. There's a handle wheel. Yeah. Can Do we want to... I apologize. Do, whenever we were looking at it, did we notice any traps? Nobody's investigated it, so... Yeah. Oh, I can investigate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ride has advantage. Well, so Ride has Fox's cunning. Yeah, yeah so Ride. Oh, yeah. Investigation? Please. What do you all specialize, oh. see? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Nice. Okay, so there is a lock on it. It is not trapped. Um, you have a pretty good idea of how the lock uh, operates, right? So there is not a. Um, there's one main wheel, bulkhead wheel, right? And then there are four more um, little wheels. Like they have the handles on them. Like I'm kind of picturing like an old timey kind of movie thing. Mm-hmm. But essentially, they you have to click them into a specific position. 
and then you can turn the cent- central wheel. Um, so, interesting. A, I would, I will say, for for brevity's sake, and because there's, it's just sort of like figuring out a code. Um, I'll take a just flat intelligence check. Um, so, Saride, you would you would have advantage on that, and then um, if she doesn't make it, we can everybody can get a try to see if Perfect. if you can kind of hear or figure out how to um, how to find it. Sixteen. I'm gonna say that you are able to lock in um, two of nice. the four numbers. Uh, so, so as you're going, you can feel there's it's they're very smooth. They're not they don't even really have the click of like a uh, a normal combination lock. But Mr. Ride, you're you're paying very close attention, and you can see a subtle movement in the hinge pins um, on those wheels. And you tell people kind of how how to look for it and see it. Um, so you you give them. Uh, you can give one person advantage on their intelligence check um, from your from your thing. Um, who's his higher stitcher, Sorak? For investigation, intelligence. just intelligence. Oh, just in, just straight intelligence for me is a plus one. Is anybody else smarter? I have a plus two. Okay. Um, how about Stitch? <laughs> okay. Clever stitch with with advantage. All right, a nineteen. Nineteen, nicely done. Yeah, so uh, you're able to lock in the next two, uh, the last two numbers, and you can feel the wheel. It's not going to take a lot of strength to it. Um, You could open it, or somebody else can open it. It is up to you. Thousand, it's your time. (laughs) <laughs> My moment is up. No moment. And uh, I'll here. grab the wheel. I'll mm-hmm. turn it. Okay. Yeah, you, no strength check needed. You're you're strong enough, uh, especially with the lock not being on it. Um, it 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 turns. It creaks a bit. Um, just sort of the metal on metal hasn't been greased in a while. Uh, a so door. We unlocked it, and he just turned the handle. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. It's. It's literally like he, we loosened up the pickle jar, and he's the one that did the final. You guys, I did it. I'll put myself. Dozen's not actually strong. It's just the rest of us propping him up and setting up like very specific fight dominoes. You yeah, all give me strength. Job. <laughs> yeah. You give me strength. Oh. So, uh, so yeah, the, the wheel turns, the gears begin to shift, the hinge pins all sort of sort of twist in. You can see the, the lock collapse uh, down in on itself. The door itself is very heavy, though. While the wheel is very light, the door is very heavy. And, um, and there is sort of this vacuum-like seal effect um, that is on, in the door. And as he opens it, there is... A, a the sound sort of a pop like a rush of, of air filling that room as it uh, as it goes rushing in. Um, it is dark in there. There is no light in this room. Um, so does everybody have dark vision? Not that guy, but he has the goggles on. He has goggles. Yeah. So everybody. Oh yeah, I forgot. 
Nice. So uh, immediately inside, it turns uh, from where you're looking to the right, which would be further north, uh, let's say. And you, the grate continues. And as you guys come stepping in, Thosin's going first, or are we going back to the original order? I'm fine either way. I'll go first. Why not? All right. Okay. Why not? Thosin, you go stepping in, and as you are walking along the grate, um, you turn to the north, and you, you proceed in about five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, and about twenty-five feet um, you hear a low hum of, of sort of magic begin to fill uh, down from beneath your feet up and around into the walls. It's dark and um, even with your dark vision you, you're having a little hard time seeing along the walls. The walls are further away than your 30, 60 feet of dark vision. You can kind of see you're just kind of at the edge. But it begins to light up uh, from the bottom and you can see um, where you're at there's a row and then a row above them and then more rows down below. A second, a third row, a fourth row. Um, and they are these they look like jars, liquid jars. Um, sort of old-timey brass and wood ingrained with filigree and um, really uh, twisting with magical runes of silver and uh, and blue. Um, and the jars themselves sort of begin to to alight. Um, Is this something that's within reach of me? Like something I can touch? No, no. But, um, but what you do see is that along the catwalk, as you are going, there look to be runes um, on the handles there. And they seem to have controls that um, the... So the handwalks, uh, handrails of the catwalk are... Um, are not thin. They're they're at least about a foot, right? And so they have what looks like wherever one of these jars is in front of it has a series of runic like buttons, like a little control panel on it um, for for a wide variety of things. Um, you guys can all see this now as the lights begin to begin to pick up. Um, the room, the catwalk in depth, as you're going down there, is 200 feet maybe, maybe a little more. There, there's a fair number of these like jars, and they all sort of bubble, almost um, like they are filled with um, carbonated, like something carbonated. Some of them are a little thicker, like a jelly. Some of them are clear, some of them are blue or green. There are a couple that are very deep, like blood crimson red, that seems to, to live in that viscous, viscosity sort of, sort of nature. Um, but there aren't any like body parts or not snakes? Nothing in the ones that you guys have seen so far. You can't see all, all right. of them down the way, but 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 
Just, but so far, no bodies. <laughs> In immediate sight, there are no there are no bodies. Perfect. Um, huh. I'd like to take a look at the the runes. Okay. You can make an arcana cause... check on on the runes. Yeah. I, can I assist with that at all? Yeah, you can assist with it absolutely. Uh, 21. 21. Okay. Um, some of the magic runes are pretty straightforward. What languages do you speak? Common and Elvish. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you, you're also familiar with arcane writings. You can recognize, like, a draconic rune. You can recognize a, sure. a primordial rune. You, you may not really understand what all they're saying. Um, nope. and they're not, and they're not used as, like, words. It's a little more, like, shorthand. Um, okay. for, for certain types of magic. Um, so y- you recognize on the panel there are a few rows. Looks like one row is of um, like functional commands, right? Like fill, drain, um, feed, um, stop. Um, pull, which you think would bring it like closer to you. Return, um, and then there are some some controls to like shift them in order and place, right? And then the the next few, the next like two rows, um, because you only speak common and elvish, you don't really understand what it is, but you think that they are in some ways like indicators as to what is in them or um or not necessarily just what's in them but um their state right hmm. mm-hmm. and then along and then along one side you notice that each panel has essentially a um a row selector rune because remember there's one above one straight on and then like two below there's essentially four of these vats in each column uh-huh. so there's a rune to select which column you're you're messing with huh all right i will relay this information to the group and also relay that i hate this <laughs> what, um, what other languages do you guys speak? Uh, common, Sylvan, and Elven. Sylvan, Common, Elven, Three Weeks of Work. Orcish, Infernal. Uh, Celestial, Common, and Undercommon. Hmm. So, um, there's a little bit of Sylvan in it. Uh, there is a little bit of... There's like one um, one rune of celestial, um, one rune of infernal. Um, anybody say primordial? Okay, um, that's fine. So the what you which the celestial one is a rune that is like essence or vitality. 
or um, or like life force is a is another way to to sort of um, put it. Uh, the infernal rune is one that describes like vigor or um, uh, like a bold spirit, right? Like a strength of character kind of kind of um, rune. There are sylvan um, runes on here. The sylvan runes are very specific, like plant essences. Um, usually, it reminds you of like sylvan. Um, it reminds you of like a sylvan baking recipe. Um, so, so I imagine. I hate that. I imagine Sylvan, um, like Fay or like like fairy baking. Even though it is, um, I like to think of it as um, like metaphorical uh, gastro uh, scientist, right? So like the people that are like they don't tell you you need salt, you need like sodium chloride, right? Um, <laughs> but it but in Sylvan instead of saying the element, right? Instead of the like chemical makeup of sodium chloride. It's like the season enhancer of, of spring and mines and from the sea, right? Like it's- Oh God, we're an MLM. Um, so it, I I think that would be, in my mind, that's kind of how like fairy or fae folk would, would bake. But instead of but, saying like, you know, uh, like I said, in, instead of vanilla is not, you know, it's not the word for vanilla, it's whatever the like favor you know of the chemical makeup is. Do you know what's crazy is I actually when I was still practicing Wicca, I have so many recipes that are just like that. Yeah. For food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Like yep. you have to you basically have to translate it be like, oh, it's lamb stew. Fuck it, just say that. <laughs> oh, or, oh, oh, you just wanted salt. Okay, got it. This is Fuck. why they burned us. I get it now. I fucking get it now. You pretentious bitches. God damn. For a second when you said, you know what's funny? I thought you were going to start spouting off the chemical like makeup of vanilla. Same. <laughs> um, Same. Thank yeah. you for thinking I'm that smart, y'all. No. Just, uh... Hey, is that fox's cunning, man? So, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, to me, it was it's that, but it's also the people that are like, I'm gonna make a shot, but make it into like a Jello ball that I can scoop <laughs> out with a with a spoon. So it, it's it's the Venn diagram of those two things put yeah. together. Um, so so you guys, at, yeah, you guys at least have an idea what huh. is in here. Um, Gross nightmares. Let's leave. Any, anything else you guys would like to do in this room? I'm making notes of all of it. Okay. And the runes that we can't quite figure out, I'm writing down anyway. The Screamers do- Mites or Wyatt or someone. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, do the, um, do the runes look like it's a simple press the rune and it activates, or does it require some sort of magical activation as well like can we get a can we get a um like a rubbing of these to make sure that we get exactly the correct runes even the languages we don't speak or will that activate shit uh i will say you probably can't get a rubbing um but you can write them down you can you can copy them perfect well enough all right 
I will let Saride continue the copy. As you guys are are preparing to return to camp with this information, um, just behind the door before it closes, you hear the loud glug glug bubble of something that begins to drain. And that is where we are going to end for tonight. Oh, you, why would you do that? We're all going to die. Oh, I hate everything about that. <laughs> I didn't get a this rest. Place. Uh, well, you, you guys are gonna—you're gonna make it to the surface at the very least. You guys can't because we don't know who's on for next week, so we may—we may be able to switch you guys out. Um, but I wanted a little bit of a cliffhanger to yep. know that something like is it. happening down here. Um, I like it. So, so the mystery of Four Point Farms uh, continues to to grow and. Again, uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it. I had a wonderful night. Uh, I I hope you guys did too. Um, yeah, yeah. Everybody watching at home, thank you guys for being here with us. Um, check us out on the social medias. We are going to do a giveaway this week. Um, we are also working on some new pin designs, all those fun things. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and we're going to try to put together some new shows for the fall. Um, we are going to figure out what we're doing with Eberron, uh, so, so that still is a bit of a question as we try to figure things out. But thanks for hanging out, guys. You're all fantastic. We, we love you very, very much. Um, we're going to see you guys next time. But until then, be cool.